0: Hello
1: everybody and welcome to Synchronous, a video game zeitgeist show. My name is AJ. My name is
0: Kim. My name is Chase. He switched it up on me.
1: <laughs> I did, I changed it. I changed it because it's it's not asynchronous. We are in yeah. sync with games. Wow. Uh, for once. <laughs> for once, for once in our fucking lives. Um <gasps> I'm sorry, the energy is already. Let it's me just uh, go ahead
0: and pull up the text chain. Yeah, it does look like you said let ask me if I wanted to be on async, so I'll <laughs> oh, be dropping yeah, okay. off the call this now. This is right. false advertising. Um, yeah. That was
1: Chase from Video Game Potomism. It was great to have him on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Bye. <laughs> Uh, no, but, uh, for real though, th- that's Chase from, uh, the lovely podcast video game
0: Potimism. It's true. We're so uh, excited to have you. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. I, uh, am excited to talk about video games. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about specifically, I think just one video game. Just uh, one today. Yeah. Just yeah one the today. Fire Emblem as, as, uh, I've been told. Yeah.
1: Fire Emblem Three Hopes, uh, the demo, sorry, Fire Emblem Warriors. Warriors. Three yeah. Hopes. Yeah. The demo. They just
2: had to slide that in there too.
1: Yeah, dropped last Tuesday or Wednesday, I believe. Uh, I think it was Tuesday. Who can know? I don't know. Anyway, and we've all played it uh, to its eShop ending. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And we're now here to talk about it because, hey, spoilers. The game is good. It's so good. good. The game is so so good. good. So if you haven't listened to, I guess, asynchronous first season. What? Hi. um, We talked about do do
0: do that. (laughs) I think you should do that.
1: (laughs) We uh, we played through Fire Emblem Three Houses. I played Black Eagles. Kim played uh, Blue Lions. And then we both played Golden Deer and then did a whole kind of retrospective on the whole thing. It was a great time. Fun season. (laughs) Go check it out.
2: i think chase (laughs) is laughing laughing
1: because uh (laughs) we say great time but we hated it
2: (laughs) (laughs) i loved it and i hated it a little bit but mostly loved it uh in retrospect it's been very fun to like join the conversation about this game um that exists on the internet and sort of like get all the jokes and stuff yeah and now it's really fun to be able to understand everything going on in fire emblem
1: warriors because they sure do just they just they throw you
0: right in it's it's bananas how much is. lore they're hurling at you immediately well it's yeah. it's
1: the lore they're hurling at
0: you and then the lore they also
1: are just like you know this
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know all this stuff already so here's some new stuff but before we get into i think talking about the actual like mechanics and narrative and stuff our kim and i's experience is well documented chase what is your experience with fire emblem three houses uh, sure. or fire emblem as a
0: whole yeah. So, uh, I have been playing fire emblem for a while. I started playing them when they came out on the game boy advanced, which, wow. uh, a while ago I was, I was into it. I don't remember how I like got put onto that. It must've just been in like game informer or sure. Nintendo power or something. <laughs> and like, they were like, Hey, here's this cool new tactics game with right. like maybe anime people. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm, I'm fully, fully <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> into that. Thank you. Please. Checks all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's all I need. So I, uh, Uh, Played those ones for a while, played the DS games. I think I skipped the GameCube one. I don't remember why, but yeah, regardless, had played them for a while, uh, and uh, played three houses, but that was kind of before I was like hooked into talking to anybody else about playing Fire Emblem. It was just sort of this mm. thing that I squirreled away on my own in the corner, <laughs> just being like, no one can know about my deep dark gaming.
1: Three hundred <laughs> hours later, you emerged from a hole, and everyone's like, "Oh, hey, how you doing, Chase?" I'm like, I'm changed. I have <laughs> learned something.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, however, I think I the first time I played it, I think I played it perhaps the wrongest way that you possibly can. Uh, I mostly skipped the cutscenes. i <laughs> mostly skipped the support scenes uh and just went straight battle i was here bar- for the tactics i barely grokked what that game was about when i played <laughs> it the first time wow um, wow i think there's a yeah i think it was a consequence of playing the game boy advanced ones because sure. like a lot of the story there like while it's there and present uh, yeah. is not like outstanding and i think of course that got better over the years and especially with the more recent ones but i think my muscle memory was just like ah, it's it's just filler content i'm right. it's fine and so it was very much like a mechanics driven playthrough but then uh, you know a couple years later started getting onto the uh, the aether sphere and mm-hmm. uh, people were like hey no there's actually some good stuff in there i'm like okay all right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, replayed it when when y'all were doing your first season. I was like, yeah, actually, there's good mm-hmm. stuff in here. I love this. Yeah. And uh, still still played through the the Golden Deer. Uh, that was the first run and the most recent run had to had to right do it, run. had to do it to him. So yeah, that's that's where it's it's left me with. Uh, And I was very excited about this one. I'm like very stoked. I have loved a lot of the more recent Omega Force games. Like, I think Mm. they do a really good job of integrating into the uh, the games that they're adapting. So like Persona 5 Strikers came out a little while ago. That was these folks. Um, the Hyrule Warriors games also right. did it. And every one of those games does a really good job of pulling in things from those series that make them really interesting mm-hmm. and special and yep. actually like doing something with mm-hmm. them rather than just like kind of being, you know, a cash grab or something like that. So yep. I was excited to see what they did with this one. And uh, yeah, like you said, spoilers. It's good.
2: Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I like have never played one of these before, so I had no idea Same. what to expect. And um, I was amazed that it's like, oh, no, this isn't just like Fire Emblem applied to like some other format. This is Fire Emblem Three Houses with just like a different kind of combat.
0: Right. Um, Exactly. Yeah.
2: And it's it's awesome. It's like, I don't know, it's like getting more of the thing that I, I really enjoyed. And I think so far it has not fallen into the traps of the parts that I like <laughs> did not enjoy as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, uh, oh, it's just been such a good time.
0: Yeah. I'm over the moon. It's super interesting because, like, they, they used to do this a little bit more. The Omega Force folks had put out, like, a Gundam Warriors at some point. Oh. Which I also really liked, but for much different reasons. Like, it was very much a... Uh, uh, can I introduce the word ding-boy into everyone's uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, vocabulary here? we not uh,
2: used ding-boy on the podcast? I don't I don't think
0: I don't so, think at least so, not yeah. to my knowledge, yeah. Yeah,
2: well... Yeah.
1: My
0: lawyers haven't contacted me about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chase, do you want to just give us a, a, a quick... Uh, yeah please um, blurb on ding boy. <clears throat> yeah, please. I, I don't, I don't know that this it's ever been like dictionary defined, but <laughs> um, uh, we use this on pod. as like a way to refer to the lizard part of our brains that is satisfied by like kind of menial video game tasks, mm-hmm. like such as numbers going up or mm-hmm. leveling up or uh, getting a new class unlocked or something like that. Yeah. And so this, this Gundam, Warriors game did a lot of that for me because it was not a very good integration of the Gundam series because like it's mostly just an anime right but it kind of just let me like unlock new Gundams at a certain clip and I was like yeah that's perfect that's great yeah mm-hmm. and so the the lizard part of my brain was very satisfied with that but for I think it was around the time that they started putting out the Hyrule Warriors series they're like let's actually like do something here like wrap like you're saying Kim like wrap it around what made those things interesting in the first place rather than just like okay we're gonna like sprinkle in some characters. That you know, but like we have no concept of like the source material or like right. what made the game interesting in the first place. But it seems like they do
1: now. It seems like they they do have a grasp, and it seems like they're also like we could make this a little better. Yeah, uh, in terms yeah. Of like the writing end of it, which is wild because the writing part of Three Houses is really good at sometimes, but it's also mm-hmm. really bad at other times. Uh, it's and like so far well written
2: and not a good story. I think
1: well, yes, but, exactly. Yeah. I, I had a conversation <laughs> yesterday with a friend talking about how great the character stories and stuff were so in. Good three houses for the most part and j- how like let down i felt by every single ending <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and th- and they were like how can the characters be good and the story be bad <laughs> i was like because they're completely disconnected yeah. that's yeah. how the 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 characters in three hopes immediately feel more like they're a part of the world and not Mm -hmm. like they're just like they have a backstory that like you know sets them in a kingdom or whatever and then the rest is just kind of blah blah blah. go do tactics but this it feels like all of these characters are are in this world and are participating in it as if they are real ass people um real ass people yeah real ass people yeah (laughs) Um, <laughs> they love asses. Um, it's it's just good. It's just so much fun. And I, 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 I am having such a great time with it.
2: Yeah, I think that I, and it may be like a lot of my thoughts about this game. I end up like trying to remind myself that there is like credit where credit is due with respect to three houses. Because like, sure. first of all, this game would probably, I assume, be incomprehensible oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> to anyone who hadn't played three houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the reason why it's working so well for us is because it didn't have to lay a bunch of groundwork. But like, uh, to your point, AJ, there's a part of me that's like, is this... Is it a, a function of the writing or is it a function of the setting? Because Three Houses takes place mostly at Garrick Mock. Like everyone's mm-hmm. sort of taken out of the context of where they're from and put in this school together. Whereas this is very much engaging with, okay, we're just going to take you back to where they are from and you're going to see them like in those environments. Right. So like to some extent it might be a, a function of that. But I also... I don't know, it already feels like that is not something that necessarily would automatically work. It works really well because of how engaged the writing is in, like, OK, let's think really like hands on about what is this territory like and who are the different players here? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I might also just be particularly zeroed in on the like political drama part of it, because like that is so much of what's going on in Farkas, mm-hmm. um, which is the route that I played. Mm-hmm. But it's so good and it's so well considered. Um, and I do feel like we're also getting a more like a more full version of who the characters are, a more full view of who they are, which again might just be because, okay, we've laid groundwork in some other game. So now, you know, we can build upon that instead of just telling you the same thing over again. Like just to skip ahead a little bit, for example, um, Shez's C support with Felix is her being like, okay, so you really, like you're all prickly on the outside, but like you really care about everyone, like underneath there. And he's like, no, but like (laughs) obviously like the conversation plays out that like proves out he absolutely does yeah. you know like we don't have to establish all of that again we know who yeah. felix is already and so like i'm interested to see like where that builds up from
1: and i think having Chez as the protagonist mm-hmm. really really helps paint those those conversations in like a really great way because she's one speaks and two is like <laughs> not like hardened but like she has no filter or sorry i mm-hmm. mind i'm playing uh f she's uh <laughs> they have no filter uh so they're just kind of like Oh, well, you're like a nice like to Felix. like oh, you're just like a nice guy with like a hard exterior. Mm -hmm. uh, It's just like going to say it and it's not going to just like leave it up to us to figure that out over the course of, you know, 30 hours or whatever, which, you know, isn't isn't a a slight against three houses. I think that's how that game is is created, is to kind of slowly Mm -hmm. drip feed you stuff. But this game, conversely, I think, is created uh, to immediately force entire meal down your throat. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Of, of like, you're doing it and here we go. Like, you better mm. be ready. There's no time to dilly dally.
2: Yeah, they're like, you've had dinner already, right? Like, here is a <laughs> ton of dessert. Right. We're, we're just skipping to the good part. Yeah, um, It's good stuff.
0: It really it felt is. like they listened to the first season of Async and they're like, I think.
2: <laughs> it does kind of feel I, like it does that. Kind of, it
0: yeah. really <laughs> does. They were like, I think I know who I want to make the game for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's these group of people.
2: It, they it, did that for us even down to there are amazing quality of life improvements. Yeah, why don't we yeah. why
1: don't why don't we get into that stuff into the into the mechanical part of it uh and sure. then we'll we'll talk about the mechanics and all that stuff that we love about the mechanics and then we will take a break and then we will get into the nitty-gritty of three separate routes. Mm. Um I think I think we can talk about prolog stuff in here as it pops up but I sure. think uh, yeah. uh separate route stuff we should save for after the break. But yeah, so so sorry. Continue with the the quality of life
2: stuff. Yeah, so there's a prologue that very much like <laughs> like moves you through. It's like someone like is like holding your hand and just like pulling you through yeah. like, yeah, 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 the beginning of three houses, here's sort of what happens, except here's a an alternate universe of it. And then when you get it past that, you have a camp where it's basically just the equivalent of Garrick Mock where you mm-hmm. can go and talk to people and mm-hmm. like, you know, level people up and train and whatever. But like the th- The ways that they have made that just so much. Oh, my God, it's so nice. It's like you talk to someone and instead of having to go to like a separate menu to go look at your supports and some Mm. that menu isn't always available. Like you have to, Mm. you know, go at the exact right moment of the chapter to like go to that menu or until, you know, someone just like randomly approaches you. Once you hit the support level with them, which, by the way, there is a support menu that just shows you like, okay, how far along are you? Um, And it shows you literally here's how close you are to hitting C level, Mm -hmm. to hitting B level, whatever. So nice.
1: A nice (laughs) little meter, a nice gauge. I do love Love a meter. Activates
0: the ding. It activates the ding. Yes. Thank you.
2: But yeah. So once you've, once it's filled, if you go and talk to that person, you just get an option that says support conversation. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's so nice. Mm
1: -hmm. Speaking of the, the, I mean, it's, it's also support related, but like the, (coughs) there are chores and there are volume. No, the chores are the volunteer thing. There's chores and, uh, the meals Mm -hmm. and also training. Are, are things that you can do in the camp and training is it's it's a whole thing that we can get to in a yeah. second but that's going to
0: need a chapter marker yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> with with the chores and the meals when you go to it's, it functions the same way as three houses where you pair a couple of students together and they go you know rummage around in the dirt and then their like resistance goes up or whatever the hell um but <laughs> when you're in that menu uh and you select the students it will tell you <laughs> what everybody's like support relationship Mm -hmm. is. So there's like a triangle of, uh, she's and then the two students that you can have do Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And it'll show you like the, the relationships between each of those students and she's, and then those students relationships between each other. Uh, and it's just so nice to be able to immediately see that stuff. I don't have to say like, okay, I want to do this person and this person, let's Mm -hmm. check what their support is. And like, Oh no, maybe I should do this person, this person. And also it seems like, I mean, I guess, I know that we are so far unable to recruit anybody else, but it seems, you know, everybody has a support with everybody else, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a nice thing. But I guess now that I'm thinking about it, that might've just been the case from me late game, three houses, having recruited people uh, that just don't have supports with other people. But anyway, so that, that shit rules. It's so good. It's very, so good. Yeah, it's it's really great.
0: The The moment that I actually started like trusting this game, because like for a moment for a second, I was like, are, like, are we really going to do it right? It, like, I'm very concerned, very mm-hmm. scared um, when they go to tutorialize that part of the game of like hey here's chores and here's like mm-hmm. the meal Uh, they put Hilda as the person who had to explain that to me <laughs> in just like the smartest way that they possibly could they're like okay here's the person who's going to explain this to you and she's like oh, I don't want to do this this sucks like can somebody <laughs> do these chores for me that's so and they, funny and you're like okay yeah I'll go do that uh, and then she's like whoo that was tiring somebody <laughs> should make me a meal and then like follows you through the rest of it oh, that's like, okay they know so... the characters in Golden Deer well enough to know that like mm-hmm. she has to be oh. the person to pass all of this stuff on to you wow that rules
2: yeah in blue lions it's uh felix because rodrigue is like my son can you know (laughs) rodrigue by the way finally getting supports with rodrigue there's rodrigue supports in this one so that's exciting
1: so many additional characters in this Mm -hmm. game new and old it's just also so good to see those uh people uh, and yeah. Instead of just like have them be story points, like they are actual human beings that
2: show like up and playable, and, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah,
1: playable too. It's really wild. fun. Oh, um, really good. Yeah.
0: Does anybody want to talk about the training? Chase I know you yes. I would like to talk <laughs> that about is, the training if I possibly. would say that's
1: <laughs> please do that's the dingiest part of this game is the mm. training I think
0: yeah essentially like you can level up your characters okay hold on backing up Um, there uh, <laughs> there are a couple of meters and gauges that track mm. in the game like how well your character or how good at a certain like class they are right so uh, if you're playing as Hilda then she like starts with an axe or whatever and uh, the, the game will track like how proficient she is at that and the more you use her, the more she fights, uh, the better she gets at that. But you can also go to the camp and uh, have her train her class uh, with somebody else, too. So there's like two people in in the pit training together (laughs) and a very satisfying. I love the class system because there there appear to be like four tiers of. Like upgrades mm-hmm. and stuff like that. One of my favorite parts of the Fire Emblem games is being able to give someone an intermediate seal or whatever, yeah. And then they have like a cool new look. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is this is really good. But uh, here it appears that they can do that four, three or four times, which I'm just very excited about. Mm-hmm. Slightly bummed that I have to wait to do that, but like very ready to do it. <laughs> um, but one of the ways you can do that is through this training sequence where uh, you just put people together. I think they get support points if they do this too. Like They they'll, do, they do. Yeah. right? So they'll become better friends. And talk mm-hmm. about their days and stuff while they're mm-hmm. pretending to punch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> while one one stands in the background and claps as the other one does. <laughs> right, yeah. like you said, a single punch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, For Raphael and Ignatz, I put them together, and Raphael just goes and punches, and then kind of flexes, and uh. then Ignatz is just sort of lurking back there watching him do that, <laughs> and then gets points for being an archer. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, <laughs>
1: it's, it's the same thing when you're when you're cooking meals. Shez
0: will be cooking
1: <laughs> two <laughs> students just that you just standing Looking. in the back and then clapping when you finish. Mm-hmm. It's really. Good,
0: um, but anyway. Point being, um, it uh, there are a lot of uh, numbers that go up in that menu whenever you decide to actually train these people.
1: Yeah,
0: um, which the ding boy part of me is very excited about that. But also mechanically, like that does end up playing a role when you go back into battle, and like you can feel the difference, and like oh, this person is much stronger now, or their class plays a lot different than it did a second ago. And so uh, there's kind of this mechanical hook and like promise of like here's here's what's gonna happen later, which is it's just very exciting. Whatever it happens, I'm always very stoked.
1: Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, And you can do that like you can pair up students, but you can have three pairs train at the same time and then you can upgrade the training ground almost immediately to then have four pairs do it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it only costs. I didn't
0: know this oh Oh, (laughs) Jesus.
1: it only costs you (laughs) one training point to train eight people at once wow it's awesome and that's the thing too they separated activity points and the training points so you can train people separately and then you can also do the chores and the food stuff separately Mm -hmm. and also they combined the the sharing meals and the making meals to improve stats that's all one thing now it's so good yeah it's mm, it's really great The, the the i think the The last thing I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of quality of life mechanics uh, is if you go into any character, any playable characters, um, you know, like convoy screen or whatever, um, when you go to play with them, if you hit Y. It will optimize their loadout and will just automatically, (laughs) it will automatically give them the best weapon, the best for for, for their class, the best, you know, if there's a defensive thing, you know, that stuff. If you have battalions, eventually it'll give them a battalion, which is awesome because in Mm -hmm. three houses, I eventually just gave up on giving people battalions because it was too much work. And then also (laughs) will uh, assign their, their, I don't Mm. know, their special, their special XY uh, moves as well
2: can you do that with like the what are they called abilities uh
1: i don't oh, know if it like does special? abilities actually i didn't i, I didn't clock. I think it does i'm pretty sure does it does it? because yeah. like
2: that that to me i spent so much time like mm, do i want to <laughs> give this person like you know a plus seven decks or whatever and it like the thought of just being able to be like someone else do this thinking for me is yeah. sublime
0: just hit that y button and yeah. it does it all does it all. It's cool. I also tried it mm-hmm. on, like, one character and was like, no, no, no. I will not be doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> no? I, I, just the optimize button. It's so useful to just, like, go in there and oh, start oh, everybody yeah, okay. on with, like,
1: yeah. everything
0: that they really need. Because, yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. the battles are frequent and common in this game. Like, once you actually get into the main loop, you're playing a lot of, like, fights that are not necessarily, like, big story moments.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you're constantly, like, loading out your characters with different stuff. And so I don't, I don't need to do that every time. I can just... We can just equip whoever with whatever sword. That's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's great, man. Should we talk about the combat? I was just going to ask. Yeah, I guess we should just talk about the combat, right? The the Warriors part of the Warriors game.
2: I'll tell you what, I'm real bad at it. (laughs) 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 I'm just pushing buttons.
1: I don't have any fucking idea what I'm doing. Have you had anybody fall
2: yet? Yes. Yeah, there was one fight. So I, I started off in like regular mode and I was like, okay, maybe this. And then I did easy mode for a while, and I was like, that works, but I like my thing with interesting combat is like, I want to get it and I want to be a person who's engaged with it. It's interesting to me. But then like when you put the like screen in front of me and there's like, you know, like here's all the things that you have to do and all the things you have to think about. It's just like, yeah, yeah, like there's like elevator music playing in my head. So (laughs) I, so (laughs) I just, I ended up having to switch back to easy mode. Um, and that really works for me and my, uh, my button mashing strategy but yeah it's i i'm thinking i'm hoping that maybe by the end i'll like have absorbed a little bit more and can actually uh engage with it on a second run uh and a third run because i plan on doing both but yeah i mean it's it's good
1: it is it's good it's fun (laughs) i i so at at the very base level you're you have four of your your main uh like class out so it's you know Shez and three other students, or just like four students, whoever, whatever. And you Mm -hmm. can control any of them at any moment. Um, and they all have, you know, different classes, different loadouts. So everybody kind of attacks a little differently. And then once you upgrade them to actual classes that aren't just like the, the, you know, the basic three they start with, then they actually really start to have like very different, uh, uh, like combat experiences, uh, or, or can, I guess. And I mean, Kim, I wouldn't say that you're like playing the game wrong or bad. Cause like no. the game is just hit Y a lot. Like that's the game, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, a little bit. And I think I got I was towards the end. I think I was getting better at like doing like combos and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I sent you guys I made Felix a thief and it's so sick. It's good. (laughs) Yeah, he was always cool. But like
1: Felix is a thief is like really cool.
2: And yeah, there are like some very sick combos. So it's
1: I think it'll I'll get there yeah how much of the the orders and stuff are you guys using i use orders a lot
0: yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say i use them a fair bit too the, i feel like the first couple fights i didn't really use them um mm-hmm. but i realized on that like the the first page when you pull up a map like when you're about to go into a fight and it's mm-hmm. like here are the advantages that this character has against everybody right. else and here are the disadvantages that have mm-hmm. a, another godsend like yeah thank thank yeah. you for doing this so i don't just like throw Lithisia or uh yeah you know, into like a, a pit of vipers or something <laughs> which is, <laughs> like, I, I can't do this yeah and so like choosing those people are super helpful but they also give you kind of a first look at like where should I send these people mm-hmm. um to go fight I guess Definitely. for somebody who hasn't explained or like uh played the game yet you can essentially kind of tactically like say okay Claude you're gonna go over in this direction and try and take this like little outpost or whatever and more than likely they will do that um if you've got the, the, the like type matchups done right. correctly and so yeah I, I use that pretty frequently because um the game can get like a little bit rough if you yourself just one person are trying to run around the map and like Mm -hmm. single-handedly win this war Mm -hmm.
2: yeah the objectives are always changing
0: yeah Mm -hmm. very frequently like the ground is shifting underneath you and you have to go Mm -hmm. like to the other side of the map which Is very, uh, very Dynasty Warriors, like very, Mm. uh, it's a very big part of that game, too, of just like everything changing all the time. Um, But typically with those games, you cannot switch characters. So it's like, again, really nice to be able to like have people just go like wander out somewhere and like. Protect a part of the map rather than me as Lou Boo trying to go fight like another horde of people on the other side of the map.
1: Right, and people, they, you you move slow in those games, right? Like they're yeah, like they're
0: not fast. You you can get a around. horse, but it's it's not it's not very quick. Yeah,
1: I I never played any of the Dynasty Warriors games, but I had a friend in high school or uh, middle school who had, I don't know, one of the ones that was on PlayStation two. And I watched mm-hmm. him play one time and it was just, I mean, it, 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 it activated something in my brain. I don't know. Cause it's just so <laughs> the same thing that this game does. It's just so much fun to like hit button once and then watch 20 people fly into yeah. the air. I'm uh. like Oh, Yes.
2: Yeah. Talk it. about talk about ding. That is yes, yeah very sad. And, then, savage, and right.
1: then when when you get like the stun the stun meter all the way down on a on a you know oh, a, yeah. a, a captain mm. of a stronghold or whatever, and then you hit X and you do your yeah. crazy wild move, and it shows you like, oh, you're doing forty thousand damage, and I'm just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. sure, I am. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think I know what that means. Maybe. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. The I, dopamine I, hit of yes. getting getting that like shield fully broken and be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you're you're.
0: So Over done,
2: (laughs) yeah. It's incredible. It's a good show. A lot of fun. It's
1: yeah. It's so great.
2: Do you guys have flyers? Do you have any flyers? Oh, you definitely have flyers, Chase.
1: I have one. Yeah, one one very good flyer. Yeah. Do you? (laughs) I I do not. No, not yet.
2: They fly so fast really? it's nuts it's wild yeah i'm like if i need someone to get from one end of the map to the other and like as long as i'm not like sending her into hell i'm <laughs> sending ingrid like just get nice. over there wow. um and it's very very satisfying to like yeah because like if you um like if you are going forward for any amount of time that's when they will just like start sort of like sprinting mm. and with the with the flyers it's just like a very, like, beautiful glide that just feels (laughs) so good. That's awesome. uh, I just want to... Ride this Pegasus
0: everywhere. I don't even <laughs> need to fight. It's another like spot where they've understood the base game really well. Of like, they mm. could have just made the flyers exactly the same speed as the rest of the people, but I'm sure they had to have played Fire Emblem and said, like, oh, they can go much farther in the game mm-hmm. than most everybody else. So we should probably make them a little bit faster mm. so yeah. that it feels significant when you have a flyer or even somebody on a horse. I have uh, Leone on a horse and she can move quite quickly, but it, it's also, I don't know if y'all have horse combat or not yet, but like the horse is also engaging in the fight. Like it yes. is like jumping around and kicking dudes, it is. which uh, feels really, really good. That's great.
1: No, I have, I have Ferdinand on a horse, but I have not sent Ferdinand out, unfortunately for my boy. Sure. I do. I, I, I just checked because I was curious. They do still have the, the gender locked classes. Uh, no. Like, yeah. So I just checked. I can't, on, I can't. Y'all. I can't let make for me uh, fly punch. Pegasus, but I can let Petra fly Pegasus. So that's ma- so we'll upsetting. That, yes, I, I I just thought that I would I would check that. But
2: that is the most like pink is for girls, blue is for boys. <laughs> shit, it's that really boys bizarre. can't fly pegasi
0: Too yeah, heavy, like, too muscly. <laughs>
2: Ridiculous. Uh, yeah.
1: oh, God, stupid.
0: Yeah. Did you have
1: anything else for the combat?
0: I don't think so. It's good. It's good. I think that at a high level, I think they've translated the Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses combat pretty well over mm-hmm, here. And yeah. like, it's it's ridiculous. Like the first time you're doing like a cyclone in the middle of the oh, battlefield, you're like, this is favorite. This is bizarre. But like, mm-hmm. it, it really only takes you one time of suspending your disbelief to be like, all right, I guess this is just how this works here and like it's it's not that big of a deal after that which is really nice for me yeah
2: yeah and it's cool that like they imported things like combat arts and adjutants
1: and things like that do you guys find adjutants any more parsable in this game than three houses
2: i yes and no (laughs) like i i have definitely i tried using one and they actually did something Mm -hmm. which was a pleasant change (laughs) finally from from three houses but like i don't think you can't like assign adjutants before battle, right? It has to be someone who's on the map with you and you add them. Yeah, that was the only to, way that I could figure out how to do it.
1: I, I'm pretty sure that's the only way you can do it because you can only send four fire. units out and then yeah. one of you know if you make them an adjutant they basically dis- disappear into your body. I haven't really <laughs> noticed whether whether there was a difference between the- <laughs> that's what happens. They disappear. <laughs> the, the imagery was just a little
0: challenging for a second there. A bit of a bracing
1: experience. <laughs> I haven't really noticed the difference between having someone be an adjutant or having someone be assigned to guard another uh, player or another character i i mm. haven't noticed a difference i think maybe the the adjutant like specials maybe are a little more powerful than just their regular like what they're doing when they're guarding but i don't i don't really know for sure
0: I did it once and I did it by mistake, so I'm the I'm not the one to ask here.
1: <laughs> Incredible.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I did it. I did it once and then I sort of forgot how to do it, so then I yeah. didn't
1: do it. Again. It's all it's all under the, the that others menu of of the yeah. stuff you can do. There
2: is we should perhaps this is the point where we should say if you choose like tutorial mode when <laughs> you first play the game, just mm. get ready. <laughs> For so many tutorial ready games, to read. just an unbelievable number. Yeah, it's it, it gets it like it's necessary. I think uh, if I guess maybe if you're familiar with these games, it might be easier. But for me, it was like
1: I, I <laughs> need all of this information, well, I, but it's I'm, a lot. I'm really curious what the other mode is. Do they just not tell you anything like do you I just know. have to figure it all out I on played, your own? I
0: played this mode. OK, and what was it? So I had watched uh, Stephen play the first like level or whatever. I was like, I got this. I don't need tutorials. Um, <laughs> and so I threw it in whatever mode that is. The, like, I'm good without the game stopping mm-hmm. to tutorialize yeah. me. It still stops you to tutorialize you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just a little bit less or it's, is it the same?
0: So when you level up, it doesn't stop the game to tell you that you've leveled up, nor when oh. like the mission changes, like sometimes oh. that will stop you completely. It doesn't in that version. Oh, that my was,
2: God. I do want that because that's maybe the worst part of the game. Yeah. Is that every time you get a new mission, they're like, we're just going to pause and, like, yeah. why don't you look at these two mages that have popped up <laughs> somewhere on the map? Yeah. Uh, you have to fight them now. And Like, yeah. I don't I'm doing something. <laughs> I'm yeah. busy. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, like, if, whenever like, you're, like, down to your last little bit of health as, uh, you know, Raphael or something like that, and then like, some dude across the map is like, there's a thief over there! You gotta go find the thief! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude i'm i'm fighting for my life out here dude i don't need to know about the thief yeah
2: i gotta i'm sorry i gotta uh break the fourth wall for a second here uh, <laughs> to compliment chase's expert moving of his microphone away yeah, yeah. from his face perfect before etiquette he did that yelling perfect yeah etiquette. it was really yeah. it was practiced. listen <laughs> i'm
0: i am also the editor of video game Pod <laughs> nice. missing, and i've been a you know, victim of my own not moving the microphone <laughs> He gets it. He gets it. Anyway, so point being like you you it it still does the text boxes. You still get all of those, but uh, it just doesn't stop the game when your mission oh changes. Oh my god. I,
1: I, I think I'm going to turn nice. that mode off. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. hate that. I don't need to know that somebody's health went up by 99. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know how much damage I'm normally taking, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, the I mean the HP in this thing, it's like you have 2496 <laughs> right. ah. HP. I'm like, yeah. that doesn't mean anything to <laughs> <Right>? me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh i'm I'm just a punching
0: bag of a person like what's the yeah, f- who cares? <laughs> I um, just see
1: you at the bar when the bar get low. Drink yeah. a juice box.
0: Run away. Take a volunary or yeah. however you no, say it. I, I don't. You don't even have to
1: run away, dude. You can just go to your orders menu and in the others menu, you can just heal them right there. You don't have to. Oh, like,
0: I didn't know this. Yeah, Excuse? you don't have to. Yeah. Oh my you god. You can do all Dang. that stuff
1: in the orders menu in a paused screen. It's wild. Noted pro gamer AJ. What is yeah. going on yeah. here? Look, I love board games. I love to follow rules. I love to oh. read rules.
0: God, this makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, with that, I think. I, I don't have any more mechanic stuff to talk about.
0: Uh, can I just give a quick shout out to the take over this part of the map mechanic in this game? Sure. So in the like overview map where it's like, hey, here's your main mission over here. They mm. like give you a little chess piece essentially of like, hey, this is your character. And uh, there's a bunch of blue area and a bunch of red area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I love this. I love whenever a game does this where they're like, here's your big mission. It's to make the map go blue. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really, really like that. Yeah. I played Soul Calibur 2 quite frequently in the arcades and they had this bizarre mode where you could like register your character uh, somehow with like a card or something. and you would go on and fight other people's like ghosts essentially like real people yeah um and it had this like big map of like three kingdoms that whenever you fought someone and beat someone you'd take over like a little bit of the map and Mm. i think i've kind of just been chasing that high for a long time (laughs) for sure feeling like i'm contributing to the gamer society that sucked um (laughs) but gamerdom gamerdom the gamersphere (laughs) this is horrible but uh yeah you can it feels like a similar way of like I, I I really like there being this like physicality to it of like yeah. Claude says we have to go over here and take this area and like I can see it. I can see that it's there's enemies over there. So yeah, I really love that part of it. I hope it's not just like quickly ditched in the main game, but mm. uh, it seems fun so far yeah. in the demo. I, yeah.
1: I also really love in the in that same screen after you turn uh, an area from red to blue. Yeah. You can then go around to like two or three little settlements that are in that area oh, yeah. and just get resources. You just yeah. go over mm-hmm. to it and you say, hey, how's it going? And then it gives you a little blurb of like, oh, a merchant you saved wants to give you something. And then it's just like it gives you a choice between like a strength ring or a speed ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, a family that you rescued, you know, it, while their house was burning down, wants to give you some like crude building materials like that shit rules. It's so mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. I also love the like that you can build the camp up and you can make your, Mm -hmm. you know, make all that stuff better. Big fan. Big
0: fan. of that.
2: Yeah, that's fun. I, uh, I was looking through my notes to see if I had anything else on, uh, on mechanics. And I, I did take note of one more, uh, quality of life improvement that is, I think one of the big ones Mm -hmm. in the gift giving screen. Oh, (laughs) you can just see their likes and dislikes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I
2: I don't know if lost items are coming back. I honestly, if they don't, I won't be upset. But (laughs) if they do, I'm sure that it will have this same thing where it's like, you know, here's here's a hint about what this person likes. I am so happy that I don't have to, like, go on the Internet to figure out. Do you like uh, would you enjoy this tasty baked treat? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's so nice to to just be able to
1: see that shit. Mm, it's great it's it's wonderful all that being said i think uh we're ready to move on to narratives yeah okay
2: i love this shit
1: see you on the other side goodbye Hello, we're in the narratives part now um, <laughs> we don't usually we don't usually like clearly delineate as much. I just kind of like cut parts of the conversation. We're like, yeah, we're making a transition now. Sure. Yeah. Um, but hello. Welcome.
0: Hey, <laughs> just real quick. Could I uh, read this like a uh, little bit of preview that oh I have God, as a way yes, to I meant
2: I meant to introduce <laughs> some bullshit from oh my Chase. God. Oh, wow. Yeah, I meant to do that before we launched into the the talk and I, yeah. No,
0: I think now's a good time. Let's do it. Chase,
2: I understand you have some bullshit for us. (laughs) Uh, I do,
0: somehow. Unbeknownst to myself, I didn't even (laughs) realize that that was what it was, but it is. It's what it is. So a thing that we do on Podsumism pretty frequently is uh, we will... Uh, Take a review of a game typically from an outlet called Joe video, which I believe is just video games in French, and we will run it through Google Translate and just sort of mangle it as as best we can to make it nearly unintelligible, but still sort of have some kind of tone Mm -hmm. to it. Uh, And I did find a preview of, uh, three hopes on Joe video. Wow. Um, and I, I think it does sort of lead, in, lead, lead into, uh, the narrative part quite nicely. So I think this will kind of give us a little, uh, some foreshadowing okay. of all of our experiences. So let me read for you what Joe video, this is like their last paragraph in the preview had to say after I have uh, destroyed it with Google <laughs> Translate. they said, they seem to have a card in their hand, a card that would delight three local fans In addition to identifying the characters, the engineer navigates the original theme by guessing that it will become an integral part of communication. However, while Omega Force games are active pigs with impressive movements and sequence, they also have errors, repetition, and confusion. But to my surprise, the game was still technically advanced even though it was happening on the screen. But I can't wait to see this kind of good product before June 24th.
2: Oh, incredible. Really good.
0: I I, I like the sort of framing of three local fans. (laughs) Three local fans? We are the three local fans. We're the three local fans. It does feel like we're the three local fans. And so I'm Mm -hmm. wondering if Joe Video had some sort of mythic connection to this. Right. episode of synchronous
1: yeah and we we are about to be identifying the characters and i would say that we are engineers navigating the original theme so yeah I
2: yeah think- i will say i don't appreciate them calling omega force uh, active pigs mm. um i do think that that was a little bit harsh mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um a
0: little off the cuff
2: Listen, it's very technically advanced. It's ha- even though it's happening on the screen. So you <laughs> <Even> gotta. <laughs> though, despite everything, it's
1: happening despite on the, the screen. Despite the fact that it
2: is still, we're still in the screen era of video games. It's still technically advanced.
1: So Chase, thank you so much for that, and yes. Joe Video also thank you so much for that. I'm glad that thank the website is still active. Uh, I wasn't sure if they were still <laughs> posting uh, new reviews
0: because somehow uh, they're still out there. It's it's shocking. I, mean,
2: I imagine if you're if you're like the French publication that got the monopoly on just the
1: name video, video
2: games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I imagine you probably are doing, you know, you probably do pretty well. You probably yeah, have a pretty yeah. good market share.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Chase, you I, I, just, just this last week, you talked about a game from 1996 on video game optimism, and they had a, there was a review on Joe for that. So they've,
0: they've been around, they've been for, around for better and worse. They've been around reviewing games for quite some time. Wow.
2: I think only for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is, I remember the first time I listened to an episode of Podtimism and heard that part, I was like, do they do this all the time?
0: Sure (laughs) do. It's a shit. nice it's a nice little treat that we give ourselves because that is it's it's majority for me and David yeah. for us to just sort of have a moment to like laugh at whatever the hell comes out of that thing. Um,
2: I, it's for all of us. I, will yeah. say, I guess that's true. Uh, yeah. It's for all yeah, of us. Big fan. I, can I can I ask a behind the scenes question of Please. how many times you run it through?
0: It it varies. Uh, sometimes okay. I'll run it through and like it just doesn't it's not bad enough yet. Like it's mm-hmm. still very comprehensible about what needs they're saying. A little more
2: stink on it. It
0: needs some stink on it and so like I'll put it through I just talked about this with David this is my new favorite Pokemon, (laughs) Lestonk I just talked about this with David that uh, I'm trying to coin a new phrase called the Strait of Esperanto where whenever I go through Esperanto in Google Translate that's usually what puts the sauce Mm. on it
2: Wow. I do, I do recall that from the most recent episode. So thank you to the people who invented Esperanto, which I think is not something that I knew.
0: Yeah. There was I think there was a guy. I don't I don't remember. No, I do remember. L L. Zamenhof. thanks. (laughs) Thank you, L L. Thank you, LL Cool J. We appreciate your work on Esperanto. (laughs)
1: Ladies love Esperanto. So the video game uh, Fireman Warriors Three Hopes begins <laughs> Ooh, with yeah. uh, we meet our intrepid protagonist, Shez, uh, mm-hmm. being woken from a dream after we get basically the opening cut scene from Three Houses, uh, mm-hmm. but with more spoilers. <laughs> yeah,
2: I couldn't tell if that was meant to be like the Red Canyon thing mm-hmm. That leads to uh, the you'll die for that stab, stab, stab scene that we get in three houses. Either of like, I don't even know if it matters. Um, it it does
1: fuck. Is yeah, the most <laughs> I guess thing. we haven't said it yet. There will be spoilers. Oh, we're going to spoil yeah. fucking everything for this game and also for all of Fire Emblem three houses. So,
2: yeah, we're just assuming that, you know, everything about three houses yeah. like we do. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I think I mean, I mean, uh, Raya turns into the Immaculate One. Which is not a thing that happens in the beginning of Three Houses. So I guess maybe it's the same battle, Mm -hmm. but a different time. I don't know. Or maybe a different battle in the same place. Who's to say?
2: Uh, And the other saints are there. The other saints
1: are there yeah
2: big was, turtle guys there yeah
1: oh my god yeah those shout things. out I to that meant, guy yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh my god yeah saint macule and uh the donatello other and right <laughs> Raphael. yeah yeah uh so yeah that cutscene happens and then we wake up from an unrelated dream i think i don't i don't think i don't think she's was having that dream i think that's just a thing that happened and then we fade to black mm-hmm. and Shez is being woken up by uh one of her companions it doesn't matter what their name is because spoiler they're about to die. <laughs> they are his name is Gets
2: but he uh he gets got.
1: He he gets uh-huh. got. That's <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Thank you. uh so then you get to pick whether you want to be uh M shes or F uh and then it tells you and you can name yourself as well and then it tells you to pick the ashen demon.
2: This is uh I loved this. That's it's just cool. like the I knew that that Byleth was the antagonist, but there is something delicious about being like, which Byleth do you want? Because yeah. for me, I've only ever played as F. Byleth. And I was like, do I go with M. Byleth to treat this as like this really is like a totally you know, this is a totally alternate universe. Or do I pick F. Byleth and really make it hurt? Because mm. that's I would hate to see her threaten any of uh, our children. Yeah, I decided I chose pain. Yeah. So um really excited. <laughs> to see where that brings me. Yeah.
1: And and worth noting, I think, um, pointed out to, to, to me first uh, by our friend Bolt on Twitter. Thank you so much, Bolt, for tweeting about this game as much as you did. If you change the name of your Byleth in three houses, Three Hopes will read that save and Byleth will be named whatever your last pilot was named in three houses. Uh, which I think is just so fucking sick. And I was also yeah. just extremely confusing like from a <laughs> from a narrative timeline
0: standpoint. It just really raises a whole lot of questions. But it's good shit. I was pretty shocked when they pulled up and said, Would you like to name this character Chunk? Which is what I named <laughs> just what I named my character. That's oh, shit. Good. Did, did That's you? That's incredible. As a matter of fact, name them Chunk? I, I, I warped back to Byleth because I just couldn't <sighs> look at that name the whole game. It just wasn't possible.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, if they're supposed to be, like, intimidating and scary, yeah. I yeah, imagine. Well, well the, yeah. th- the
1: thing is, Shez, Shez doesn't know their name, so at one point, there would have to be, like, an I'm, sh- I'm Chunk moment. <laughs> the Ashen Demon. She's <laughs> oh, to meet you, Chunk God. the Ashen chunk Demon. Chunk Eisner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so, so we get woken up from this dream. It's, you know, we immediately are introduced to Shez, this, uh, like I said, hardened kind of no bullshit mercenary. Uh, and then we pretty much basically immediately get thrown into battle. We are going to fight against Geralt's mercenaries, um, which we know means we're also about to go fight Byleth. Mm-hmm. uh so the fight happens uh you look like you want to say something Kim.
2: <laughs> just we were talking about this before the yeah. <laughs> the show there is no explanation no. of why you're fighting <laughs> gerald's uh mercenaries i think is it later you find out it had something to do with
1: ramire or no i think Remire is just i don't even think ramire is brought up in this context i think it's just Got brought it. up in like one of the map narrations like mm. outside Remire village blah blah oh, blah yeah, or yeah, something yeah. There's no yeah. like, we have no idea what is happening. Our our friend gets is just like, yeah, we're going to go fight Geralt's mercenaries today. Isn't that crazy? And then at the end, uh, when you spoiler alert, everybody dies and you lose to Byleth uh, mm-hmm. and then you are resurrected uh, as some, you know, cool demon or something. Byleth just goes <laughs> to leave and you're like, where are you going? And Byleth's like, we did what we needed to do and you failed your mission. And that's all they
0: say. Yeah. Um, They're so, pretty saucy in this moment. Pretty yeah. saucy
1: and also voice acted. So awesome. Yes. Wild yeah really that was a lot really good shit so uh then byleth leaves you pass out and uh we go into uh similar how we did with um byleth and sothis uh we go into the mind palace of this like white <laughs> shelled demon or whatever uh who we're, we are introduced to as arvil who sounds like just the <laughs> surfriest surfer kid
2: the the i love arvil but the The voice acting choices, I I don't think it's bad, necessarily. I just don't understand what they were
1: going for. (laughs) They are choices. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at the script right now, and I'm just, I'm hearing the line in my head. I'll probably just put it in here over me saying it, but. (laughs) But for now, let me speak plain. You are slated to die. Right now, I'm the only thing holding your meager life together. And to be blunt, it's beginning to tire me.
2: I am sure our whole loves to be blunt. Um, the thing. Ah,
0: nice. Yeah, nice.
2: Yeah. Weed. Yeah. Um, weed. <laughs> it's a weed joke. Um, uh, this is something, I think I put it in the TWG Discord, but mm. um, if anyone's familiar with Atomic Twins on yeah. uh On TikTok, um, there are just these like two twins who uh, make funny videos. And one of the bits that they do frequently is like two guys at the Ren Fair who are hitting on you. And they're like, my lady, (laughs) like (laughs) your beauty is so, you know, like that's the. And it's Arval. It just is Arval. So that's all I can think about when they're telling me about how we're like our destinies are intertwined or whatever. (laughs) Um, It's really
1: good shit.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, the The voice acting of Arvel feels like a decision that I don't know was made consciously.
1: Yeah,
0: and like I sort of like that. the The, the variety of campiness that I like in most media is stuff that is unintentional. Yeah, and so I th- it feels like I don't I don't know that someone said, "Could you please sound more like Polly Shore?" But they they're approaching that, and I sort of enjoy that.
1: Yeah, it's extremely. It, it, it works. It honestly works. I mean, the haircuts in this game are wild, and I think Ooh, it matches yeah. the haircut. Shez's haircut just has a full, like, 2007 scene haircut. Like, yeah, it's covering mm-hmm. an eye. Bang over yeah. an eye. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: yeah. it's good F. stuff. Shez also has, she's like a half bun going on, but the bun is like askew to one side, which is yeah. also delicious. Yeah. um, <laughs> Really, really good.
1: So, are, Kim, were you looking for something? Or
2: I was just looking through the Shez and Arvel conversation to try and see if there was like anything any juicy nuggets in there about what the fuck's going on not really huh no
0: No, not really
2: (laughs) they're literally just like our destinies are intertwined yeah that's pretty much all you get about why the hell this is happening
1: and arville basically says like if you die i die so i have to make sure that you don't die and i don't like having to like come out and make you a a crazy demon fighter because it makes me tired and i don't like to be tired um (laughs) So then we, we fast forward like two months or something, some some amount of time. And Harville's like, can you stop jumping off cliffs? <laughs> like, please stop killing
0: yourself. A very bizarre implication. <laughs> really Sorry, it's six. It's six months. Yeah, Jesus.
2: I was going to say, I think it's what, six months. Yeah. Um, and like Shez has been training to, I guess, like have another face off with the ashen demon, which like, I don't know, just to, I guess for vengeance or I don't know, just wants a rematch. Yeah. And yeah, apparently some of the strategy there is just jumping off of cliffs.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's, it's training, you know? (laughs) Uh, So then basically uh, the first battle from three houses happens uh, where you run into Dimitri Claude and Edelgard (coughs) and you fight Kostas and his, his bandits. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, so this is basically an alternate universe where
1: instead of meeting Byleth, they meet Shez. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, immediately, wild, uh, mm-hmm. I have to yeah. say. Um, I wasn't really entirely sure what to expect from this game, I think, We all knew kind of going in from the trailers that this was going to be some sort of alternate timeline somewhere or some sort of like, oh, we're going to see people keep calling it mid skip because Mm -hmm. it's it's two years after the beginning of of three houses slash, I guess, three, three hopes as well, uh, instead of the five year time jump that we get in three houses. So we knew that it was going to be happening in there and we weren't sure if it was going to be some sort of alternate timeline or whatever. And it seems like we are in a completely like parallel timeline. Like it's happening in the same order except Shes gets there first or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so cool. I think. It's great. I love it. I'm really curious how that lands if people haven't played Three Houses. <laughs> yeah, it's like who the fuck are these people?
0: Right. I kind of didn't play Three Houses the first time I played it. So <laughs> like,
1: yeah, how was it for
0: you? It was cool. It seemed <laughs> who who are all these people? <laughs>
1: but yeah i mean the the fight happens it gives you some tutorialization of all that stuff and then you get brought back by Alois and the knights of saros the same way that you do with uh fucking byleth and and not quite
2: the same way i will say because he's like uh we're gonna need you to to come back with us because this was this was like pretty bad for the church's <laughs> image that this happened that's true. so like we need you to we're like we'll give you a payout if you like sign an nda and <laughs> don't tell anybody that this happened yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but then uh i fucking loved that they bring you back and they're like oh you know like we can't have happen again whatever uh but you're you're payout i guess for keeping your mouth shut is you become a student free tuition <laughs> yeah which is so much more interesting to me than like we're just gonna make you a professor for un- whatever reason yeah. well the um, professor
1: stuff i think makes sense in in that yeah story yeah. of you know the the, the goddess having a, a yeah you know all that shit
2: yeah Rayan knows <laughs>
1: some shit <laughs> yes but she's being a student i think is is an awesome choice
2: It's so fun. It immediately changes the dynamic with the other students in like a tangible way, Mm -hmm. in a really fun way. I think there is something to be said for Shez just like being another one of these students as opposed to like sort of like person in a role of authority. I just I really love
0: it. Rather than a teacher boyfriend.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a teacher that everybody has a crush on Mm -hmm. uncomfortably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's great. And at this point you do choose your house. And so I I chose black (laughs) eagles. Kim chose blue lions. And then Chase, you chose golden deer, which is why you're here. It's Um, true. But also just because we wanted to talk about the game.
2: Hey, thanks. I was, I was very close to choosing the deer, Mm
1: -hmm. but I also was very close.
2: Yeah. Blue lions. It was like, if the deer are my friends, the blue lions are my family mm. and it's like I'm like I know I I have my bones to pick with all of you but at the end of the day I love you and also to
1: do. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to like I, embellish yeah. it too much. We know it's because of Dadoo.
0: It's
2: like at the end of the day, like I can't get him anywhere else. Even if they introduce recruiting at some point, I probably can't recruit to do away from Dimitri. <laughs>
0: That's so. true. He's loyal.
2: Here I yeah. am. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> so I joined the Dadoo Lions. Yes. Nice.
1: Uh, <laughs> the Dadoo Lions. Extremely good. So, yeah, I uh, should we just like start at one, go through it, and then go back? Well, or should we just kind of go
2: th- We have some overlap still,
0: right? I think there's one more mission where y'all probably did the same thing. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Now that I'm thinking about it, hold on real quick. Did, okay. Did Yuritza join y'all's? Yes. Okay
2: yeah oh okay yeah so i guess we so the the thing that we didn't they're like oh you know since uh we're forcing you to be a student here (laughs) we'll let you choose your house yeah so you choose your house and then uh manuela and and hanneman and yuritsa are there and they're like uh I forget what it is, but Manuel is like, oh, you seem to like this new student. Why don't you be their teacher, Yuritza? And we'll, you know, Hanneman and I will divide ourselves up among the other classes. Oh, so interesting.
1: What happened in yours? Well, no, it's the same thing, but I just assumed okay. because... Because of Euritsa's history with the Empire, mm-hmm. that Yoritsa mm-hmm. would just be the Black Eagle's one. But
2: yeah, I was a little surprised because I was like, Yoritsa being a blue lion just does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like Euritsa. so yeah. fun to get more of that <laughs>
0: in his weird Eeyore voice. He's he's like mustache twirling bad guy for a second in the beginning, <laughs> like it's a little so thin. mean to everybody and like, yeah, are you going to come with us on this mission? <laughs> yes, I yeah. am. Like, do, I why are you? What, what's wrong? Here, dude. i will be yes, yes exactly really.
2: the the vibes continue to be kind not not necessarily bad but like off yeah for the rest of the the chapter and i don't know if that's different uh if you do black eagles aj but it, it the whole time it was like like <laughs> Yuritsa would be like I'm going in and like would like just like go and kill a guy and we'd be like what the fuck man
1: yeah it um, was pretty much it was pretty much the same on my end Adelgarb was like I think we should do this and Yuritsa would be like we're doing this and Chez would be like <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea and he said I don't care <laughs> uh, yeah. and it would pretty much you know we would just do whatever <laughs> You want
2: it. This is a different Yuritsa voice actor, right?
1: It it has to be. I haven't looked it up, but it sounds like a guy doing an impression of the Yuritsa voice.
2: (laughs) So, yeah, it's um, your first mission is to similar to three houses is to like kill the rest of Kostas's
0: men. (laughs) But
2: they I forget what it is. Do they flee to the stronghold?
0: Yeah, I think they're like somebody's holed up in there, essentially. Yeah. They've narrowed it down. Like Yoritsa runs off on his own and just like murks a bunch of people. And then they're like, okay, I guess he did a lot of the killing. Yeah. And then they like <laughs> go up to the stronghold and they're like, all right, we're going to go get something in there. I forget yeah. why they're even there in the first place, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to figure out the uh, uh maybe unsurprisingly the the script on the Fire Emblem wiki is not as comprehensive as I would like it to be at this point.
0: <laughs> I had to just uh, watch a playthrough of this game on YouTube to be like, "Oh yeah, no, okay, I remember what happened."
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think it super yeah. duper matters. I think the stuff that happens next is when it gets yes. kind of, yeah. you know. Oh, is, uh, it's so delicious. At this point, we're just we're just indiscriminately murdering bandits for the sake of the church question mark. Yeah. Um, one yeah. thing I will say about the, the narrative of this game where it differs and maybe in a worse way than Three Houses, <laughs> these kids do not give a shit that they're killing for the first time. No, no. no. <laughs> In Real Three quick. Houses, every single student is like, Did I just stab a man to death? Mm-hmm. And in this one, they're, <laughs> you know, Caspar's like, Yeah, fuck yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> Another one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, no remorse. No. Uh, no regrets. No. no. Ignat's
0: uh, like, rains down death on like a thousand dudes. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if oh. I'm so good at being a knight. Yeah. Oh, I just want to paint with your blood.
1: Yeah. Oh, my poor little artsy boy. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Yorita's <laughs> a fucking wrecking shop. He really mm-hmm. is? And then, uh, I think we get like a couple of a side mission pops up or something to do whatever. And then we get led to like the main stronghold of this area and discover a prison uh with a student in it. Mm-hmm. Who could it be, I wonder? Uh it's Monica. It's, Mon- <laughs> it's, it's Monica. Monica. It's Monica. Everyone's favorite Black Eagle student, Monica. I lost <laughs> my entire mind. Yeah, I was I was yelling at this point. Um mm-hmm. oh fuck. Holy shit. And then it just gets wilder because then Kranya shows mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Confirming,
2: we have found the real
1: Monica. The real Monica before she was fucking mm-hmm. slithered or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> before she got swiftied. I don't know. Before she got slither pilled. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Slither No, it's very good. Oh. I, I, I hate to say it, but it is very good. Really good. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> then you got to fight Kranya, queen. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, like, the fight, the fight she deserved, honestly.
2: Yeah, I um, i was sad that once again, Well, no, she escapes, right?
1: She doesn't get her heart crushed, that's for sure.
2: I don't think I don't think you.
1: Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure she escapes. I think all of the slitherers in this beginning section
0: all escape. Yeah, I'm pretty sure as well.
2: If they give me more Krania, I will be 100% convinced that they did, in <laughs> fact, listen to Async. Because
0: we <laughs> loved <laughs> Kronya. Yeah. At some point, Kronya turns directly to the camera and is like, AJ, Kim, <laughs> this one's for you. Yeah. You wanted
1: more. <laughs> we're giving it to you. I mean, you get like a sick view of her, like her, her, like tentacle. Sword things and yeah. like just in such a better way than you did in the, in the in three houses. So um, good. and also it took more than one hit to kill her. So, <laughs> um, one thing I do have to say though about this game and the combat, um, I don't stop attacking. So, when we're trying yeah. to do like the tacit dialogue while we're, we're all oh. kind of in the area, I'm just beating the shit out of this person. Yeah, I miss that and shit. And usually time. I wind up getting them down to zero before they finish their first like line of dialogue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. But uh, oh well. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, Kronja. Sorry, Kronja. But also, hello, Kranya, Welcome back. And also, hello, Monica. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then uh, we head back to the monastery. Uh, and I believe this is where we branch. Branch, I think. Yeah, uh, it's at least where I branch because uh, I remember Kim and I talking about this, and I, mm-hmm. I have a cutscene immediately after this that uh, I don't think Kim really has one.
2: Well, I think um, before we branch, we do just get the like debrief with Monica. Uh, everybody's like, "Who could have done this?" <sighs> when like everyone's speculating, and Monica's like, "I know who did this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, I was there. I was there. Yeah." Um, oh.
1: I don't so remember good. what she says. I to... think there's one point where Shez is like, why didn't you say anything? She's like, well, everybody was talking. So I to say it. so I could say what I know. <laughs> and this is moment one where we realize uh, this game isn't trying to hide stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, has yeah. intelligent people in it.
2: Yeah. Um, I forget. How does she bring up Tomas?
1: I think she just says when she got taken, Tomas was a part of that. Right. crew. Yeah,
0: I think so as well.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> we're just already getting into that. hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the monastery and I guess it's like Tomas is like on one of his so- sojourns of, you know, going and doing evil shit. And as he comes back, uh, the soldiers are like or the the Knights of Saros are like ready. They confront him um, and he's like, well, I guess the jig is up and uh, transforms into what was his stupid name?
0: big brain Tomas. yeah think, whatever or you get the big head you <laughs> whoever you sure that, that was like, yeah big yeah. head Tommy I, something I like.
2: honestly hit like it was whatever his name was and us, I was like you're the same guy so he turns Wait, into that Sorry.
1: guy Tommy the Skull that was Tommy the, the Skull, skull.
2: <laughs> he turns into Tommy the Skull the beloved sure. <laughs> villain from Fire Emblem Three Houses huge cigar <laughs>
0: I'm here to do evil. I'm gonna kick your ass, but not right now. I'm gonna leave. I'm
1: gonna yeah. get the fuck out of here. Me,
0: Tommy.
2: Um yeah. and so Tommy gets the fuck out of here by uh teleporting away. And yeah. that I believe is when shit suddenly starts to break bad, like yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I guess I can I can start with what
1: yeah, on, on my screen, go. Kim, you're top, I'm middle, Chase, you're bottom. So why don't we just go oh, in that order? Perfect.
0: That's fine. I'm so interested to hear what happened with the rest of you all. Yeah, me too. Fascinating. Me too. So
2: um, in the, and again, I'm sorry, I didn't take my usual notes as I normally do because we hadn't yet decided that we were going to do an episode about this. So a lot of my notes are just, I copied and pasted all of the excited messages that I was sending AJ, <laughs> yeah. but um. So it, it starts with uh, Dimitri comes and talks to Shez and I guess everyone knows that, I guess we didn't, we didn't like talk about this too much, but Shez can like, there's a an ability that you have in the game where you can like transform into like a scary demon thing yeah. and like everyone's aware and it's just <laughs> like, yeah, that's just a thing that Shez can do. So Dimitri <laughs> comes up and he's like, hey, listen, I know that like, I know what you're thinking, that like, it seems like he could, what big brain Tommy could do or whatever (laughs) Um, (laughs) it was very similar to what you do but I want you to know I don't think that you're evil and he he says something a phrase he's like I don't know something about how like you know, power isn't inherently evil. It's, like, what you do with it. So uh, they have that nice moment. And then, anyway, he's like, hey, by the way, so um, my uncle, Rufus, declared that he's seizing the throne and declared war on Felix's dad, the Duke, oh. Duke Fraudarius. Apparently, like... <sighs> He's like, oh, they're trying to install Dimitri as their puppet. Like, Fraldarius is making a power grab and, Mm. um, you know, Dimitri is like their their figurehead. Oh, we get a cut scene also with Rufus like talking to Cornelia and it's clear that she is manipulating him on behalf of the Swifties, which is what we call those who slither in the dark Uh. on this podcast. And also, like, Rufus is such an interesting character because he's like... He's very, like, woe is me about his whole situation, but he is very much like Dimitri is a fucking monster and I can't let him be king. Whoa, wow. But, like, he had tried, we find out that Rufus had tried to kill Dimitri on two other occasions, one being uh, the tragedy of Dusker, which that shit, I, we're not there yet, but that shit just is out in the open. We, like, we know that Hell Dusker yeah. was a false flag. We find that out very early and it That's rules. Cool. But um, there was that and there was the insurrection that occurred in the kingdom sort of like shortly before the events of Fire Emblem Three Houses where Felix first saw Dimitri become, quote, the boar prince. Mm -hmm. So those were both like attempts on Dimitri's life that didn't work out. But Rufus like genuinely believes he's doing the right thing. I swear I won't spend this much time on everything, but it's all just so delicious like no yeah uh, it's very
0: good it's yeah. really
2: good so so basically with all this happening all of the like noble kids like felix sylvain and ingrid they're like obviously all going back dimitri's going back to the kingdom um and we get this incredible scene with dimitri shez mercedes uh annette and ash where I forget if this is where it happens, but like Dimitri asks Shez, like, will you come fight with me or whatever? Um, And the rest of them are like, so like, what do we do? Because Ash is Lenato's adopted son. Lenato is in um, the West, which is like Rufus is like uh, sort of rallying the Western lords of the kingdom to like, uh, you know, on his side. So like Ash is like, uh, what does this mean for me? And Annette's uh, uncle who like she and her mother live with are also in the West. And so they're like, uh, what does this mean for us? And she's <laughs> like, I don't know. Like you, you have to do what you think is right. Ash is like, I know that Lenato would want me to do what I personally think is right. But, uh, Annette is like, Oh, I don't know. Um, more on that later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, we immediately get like a cut to like the camp before, I guess the, first battle that we're having to get to Ferdiad, I think. I think we have to, like, take back Ferdiad. Um, sure. And it opens up with, Annette has temporarily left the party.
0: Oh, wow. Which oh.
2: I, I, I love Annette. I was sad to see her go, but I love that they're doing this. I love mm-hmm. that they're thinking very critically about, okay, what would the motivations be of each character, each individual character in these situations? And it's like, mm-hmm. there's no question what... You know the other like nobles of Fargus are doing, but like really engaging with like what would Ash actually do in this situation? What would Annette do? I mm, I love it. So that was really, really great. I do also think it might be in part because they have Gilbert join your party and uh, just for this battle. And I guess they don't want to like untangle that mess yet. But (laughs) nevertheless, I thought that was really, really good. So yeah, we go and we take back Verdiad. Um, Worth noting, this is where we start to in the camp, you start to you like find documents around and then they just sort of get like added to like a
1: compendium that you have. And they even show up in, they they show up on the loading screen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fucking so cool. So yeah. (laughs) So basically we,
2: I found something that's like, Oh, it was like some letter from somehow back, like during the, (laughs) the like tragedy of Dusker, but it basically like insinuates that it, it didn't seem like it was like perpetrated by the people of Dusker. And Like that is sort of the the beginnings of it. And then in later chapters, it's just like fully out in the open. There's also a line in here about how Dusker has gold mines. Like we love resources. Oh, I really, really (laughs) hope that that comes back Um, because that that would be really interesting to find out. That was always something that on our first season I was really interested in was like there was like something in a book about how like Dusker maybe had some resources. And I was like, well, that come into play it and never did um yeah. so I I hope we'll get more of that
1: weirdly for like three houses being like a ta- a military tactics game or whatever it seems like three hopes knows how like real world dynamics mm-hmm. uh, affect and influence like Uh, military or war just wartime decisions Mm -hmm. better than three houses does yeah it's so bizarre yeah they're
2: i i don't even know if it's they're just way more interested in it
1: maybe that's what it is yeah yeah
2: it's like i just don't think that three houses or maybe it's just like a time thing they don't have a whole lot of time to like get into it there's like a tiny bit of it when it's just sort of setting up okay why are we going to this place for this battle in this chapter right but yeah, in in this one, um, and especially as we as we go after we get to the mid um <gasps> you really get to see that on display in a, in a mm. really fascinating, interesting way. We take back Ferdiad. There is a, a really great but like pretty intense cut scene where Dimitri publicly executes his uncle. Oh yeah. What? yeah yeah yeah. which i (laughs) jesus i was like i was interested to see how much we were going to engage with like boar prince dimitri when there's clearly not going to like we're never going to get to eye patch dimitri in this um Mm -hmm. so i was really interested to see how those themes would be introduced and it's we're starting to see it in a really interesting way um sort of and this is like an inflection point as it Not surprising. So, yeah, he's he's forced to do that, basically, Um, not like by anybody. But I think it's just like this is like what has to be done. And I think it is after that that there's this scene where um, he's meeting with Gilbert and uh, Sylvain's dad, Margrave Gautier, who I got to say, Sylvain gets his looks from his mother. Um, (laughs) Not hot, hot, unfortunately. Damn. Um, In a
1: game full of hot dads. There is
2: so much dad content
0: in this game a
1: lot of dad content
2: yeah i'm not upset about it
0: you got a lot of brother content in the golden deer run
1: oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah plenty of siblings wow
1: we've got three new dads in, in, the Black <laughs> in the Black
0: congratulations
1: Eagles <laughs> thank you so much honestly yeah. <laughs> i
2: think i only got the one but <laughs> oh here he is he's just like not and he looks like oh please okay here we go he looks like yeah. someone but he i don't like know chris pine oh my god is that it it is that is it but like not a hot crisp pine (laughs) it's just like a
1: plain crisp pine yeah 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 like a crisp like oak or something i'm so sorry that was so fucking
0: stupid (laughs) i'm into that one
2: yeah i liked it too i here's the problem it's nobody on this call i think is gonna um is gonna be upset with dad jokes
0: yeah (laughs) Some Somebody in the audience hates it. Yes, <laughs> Probably
2: everybody in the audience hates it, yeah. but the three of us are having a great time. Yes.
0: These, it's it, to the delight of three local fans. Right.
2: <laughs> this is with exactly. three local fans. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so basically after Rufus uh, gets the chop, everybody is yeah. aware. Like he cuts his head off. It's awful. Anyway. It's wild. He's, yeah. yeah. At least I think he does. We don't actually see it, but it's like you see the blow come down. It's pretty clear where it's going to me. It it comes out. It becomes extremely clear that like Dusker was a false flag. All of these Western lords were involved with it. We I don't think we know like who was like at the heart of it. We don't know about the Swifties, but like it is clear the people of Dusker like were not to the extent that they had a role in it they were manipulated into it and so dimitri's like well we're going public with that everybody needs to know and <laughs> gilbert and uh margrave gotier are like are you sure because like that and this is like where we start to get that like Good, good, like political jockeying. They're like, this could cause a lot of unrest. The people of Tusker who survived uh, our genocide will probably be upset. (laughs) Um, You know, people in the kingdom might not be so like ready to forgive them for whatever role they may have had. And Dimitri's like, don't worry, Rodrigue and Dudu and I have a plan. And so the idea is... And it's not like spelled out entirely clearly, but Rodrigue is going to I don't know if it's like he's taking the fall for this or if it's just like he is taking a very active role in um, in smoothing it over. But Mm. um, he is stepping down as Duke. Felix is (laughs) is uh, assuming the dukedom early. Um, sure. and he, Rodrigue and Dudu, here to me, uh, Rodrigue will abandon his title and work with Dudu to restore harmony between our people. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I ever wanted for Dudu. I'm so <laughs> happy for him. This yeah. is the story he deserved. So it's like, okay, Dimitri and Felix and Dudu are all dropping out of school. Um, um, also we're, everyone's calling Gilbert Gustav now. <laughs>
0: the no jig is way. up on just that. immediately wow yeah
2: because everybody knows him everybody knows him right. he's gustav no bullshit yeah there's no bullshit uh, about that anymore and dimitri asks Shez, uh he's like listen i know that there are people who were loyal to rufus i know that like i can't trust everyone in the kingdom so i'm starting a private guard and i want you to be the captain of it
0: <laughs> wow I'm starting a private discord. Here's your email.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which like I there is oh, there's so much good like Dimitri being a complicated character in this yeah. in like a good and interesting way and not in like an icky way. Right. Just I'm really into it. Right. And they're they're basically expecting like civil war. And so he wants to be, you know. Like he wants to have people he can trust. So before the end of the prologue, I imagine you guys got something similar. So we get one of those like map cut scenes with with yeah. the Gerald voice actor uh, still um, yeah. narrating. Damn. It's my dad. <laughs> and it ex- it explains like, OK, that's what's going on in in the kingdom. Meanwhile, there is a power struggle happening in the imperial capital of Enbar. And Lester uh, is dealing with its own shit with some Almyran invaders. And I wonder who that
0: could be. And Rhea
2: closes the officer's academy because it's like everyone is needed at home. So we get to the mid-skip. Um, two years later, Dimitri has ascended the throne and he's like working to bring peace to Fargus. Edelgard and Claude have also ascended their respective titles. And Adelgard has declared war on the central church. Sounds right. This next scene is so good. So, uh, Dimitri has assembled all of the lords of, or has requested that all of the lords from the kingdom come to Ferdiad and like have a meeting about what the fuck are we going to do about this. <laughs> Felix is the Duke. He has a high ponytail. I'm Hell still, no. jury's still out about how I feel about the ponytail. <laughs> so, they have gotten a confidential request from Sedith to protect the higher ranking members of the church, including Raya, if Garrett wow. Mock falls. Um, and so the question is like, do we offer them this help? So there's some guy, he doesn't even, if he wears a helmet the entire time, they were like, we don't, he doesn't need to have a face. Um, but he has a name, Viscount Elodor, Um, And he's okay. like one, he's a, he's sort of like in the south of, of Fargus, I think is where his territory is. And he's like, no, we should say no. Like, because that just immediately makes us a target of the empire. Right. And Margrave Gauthier is like, listen, the mandate granted to the king of fargus and all of the lords who serve under him is given legitimacy by the church and so like we kind of need to and i think also something that gets brought up maybe by gilbert the church helped uh and i guess this is something i skipped over but like the knights of saros helped with you know, taking back out. So like, we kind of owe them a debt. But in response to to Margrave Gautier, Eldor is like, it's really easy for you to say that we need to protect the church because your territory is all the way in the north. You are way less vulnerable than me. <laughs> and Felix chimes in being the Duke, which is so wild. <laughs> he's like, listen, I like, I get why you think that like the Northern Territory shouldn't hold sway in this discussion. Ordinarily, I'd agree with you. But if Garrick Mach falls, the war front isn't stopping like in the South or the West. Um, Like that is it's just like the war is going to be here. Um, And it's really interesting, by the way, to see Felix in this role at all, because like he had no interest in the shit in <laughs> the original yeah. game, right? Yeah. Like, there are a lot of his endings involve him stepping down from being the duke entirely. So this is just amazing to see him just sort of, like, forced into that role and, like, how it works out. We find out that Galateo wants to support the church. That's Ingrid's house. And Felix points out there could be more unrest if we don't stand by the church. There's a really good line from elidora where he says, maybe we should head off the imminent threat of war instead of debating hypothetical unrest. And Dimitri's like, come on, like, if we appease the empire by like ceding the church to them, they're not going to stop at the church, which is like I think very delicious because it, <laughs> it's drawing real world, world parallels there that mm-hmm. I don't think I need to spell out. Um, we also find out Count Varley, Bernie's dad, has been installed as a bishop of the Southern Church. Yeah. So uh, basically everybody sort of knows that if the Southern Church become like takes over the central church basically you know being installed by the um the empire like we all know that like the southern church is just the empire they're they're just a puppet for the empire and so installing them as like the church of uh Fodlin is just accepting imperial rule anyway so wild yeah, yeah
0: right like, like they go, they're going so hard in the political drama yeah, there. It's so it's cool. So
2: wow. in depth and it it rules. It's all like <laughs> yeah, no, it's it all good. makes so much sense. It's just fantastic. And I I have to okay. Dimitri says <laughs> we've all been informed of the rapid reformation the empire has undergone. There are many aspects of which I admire, I'm not ashamed to say. And I was like, oh my god, we've radicalized Dimitri. (laughs) No, we have not. He says, but an old stubborn land like ours isn't suited for such tempestuous change. Radical new freedoms are not what the people of Fargus need right now. They need stability, a steady improvement in their daily lives, and real (sighs) lasting change can only come from a solid." Foundation, Dimitri. Okay, Dimitri. I,
1: I mean, it's it's he, pretty consistent with what he said in Three Houses it as well. Is, I but
2: he yes. never said it <clears throat> like this is uh, bad politics. But. It's good writing. This is the first time that you've actually like, they like dance around it in that weird debate that Dimitri and Edelgard have where they like talk in circles. But like, this is the first time that Dimitri's political perspective is actually spelled out in a way that makes sense and is logical. And like, I don't agree with it, but I understand why he feels that way which is something that i never felt like i could like it was like sand running through my hands in in the first game to try and figure out like what is he trying to say here and and there's also a sense of like I think I sort of like skipped over it, but like, not only are we like accepting imperial rule if we let the southern church become the church, but also like Mm -hmm. they're just going to tax the shit out of us and bleed us dry, like, which is exactly what happens in Three Houses. So the conclusion is reached that, okay, we're going to offer asylum to the church of Saros. And basically, what that battle ends up becoming is we're meeting uh, Rhea and Sedith in the Valley of Torment, ALL, to pick them up. But of course, as we all know, I don't actually get that battle because instead they send you to the shop to oh pre-order yeah. the game <laughs> there's like a short scene here where it's just like dimitri telling Shez like okay this is the plan which fine annette becomes playable again at this point this is sort of in camp rod reed becomes playable when i speak to judoo in this chapter he says that his people have started returning to their homes in dusker Oh, to do. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Oh, my um, gosh. <clears throat> uh, and there, you can actually say, like, so are you going to go home? And he's like, no, my place is here with Dimitri, <laughs> which is, like, not as satisfying as I had hoped, but obviously he's not going to leave. What if he just said,
1: see ya, and we just wasn't in the rest of Bye. the
2: day? Bye. Yeah, I. you know... <laughs> Yeah, I'd be sad. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I suppose. Count your blessings, Um, you know. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, We also just get a cut scene with Edelgard and Hubert. And of course they know what we're doing because it's Hubert. And Hubert's like, can I go kill them all? Um, Jesus Christ. And uh, request that. Edelgard deploy the Brigid Hunters to accompany him and she's like, "Ah, yes, Petra's unit." Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa. Wow. Oh,
2: I can't wait for that. So yeah, that's where we go. I have a few I wrote down like a few supports that I I got. But we can talk about those uh, after. So sure. yeah, that's, uh, and then like, you know, you do like a few battles that are like not really story battles, um, yeah. in the rest of the chapter, but, um, I love it so much. Good it's, shit. Like, it's really good. It's what, awesome. it, it is like the blue lion storyline that I wanted where like, yeah. instead of just like dicking around because Dimitri has a grudge, we're like actually engaging with like the really rich political shit that's going on in Fargus. Um, mm-hmm. It rules.
0: It serves to aid why Dimitri would do any of that shit in the first place. Yeah. Like why he would have the sort of reaction that he would. Because like if he's in the position where he knows that he has to kill his uncle, like of course, that's going to take a toll. It's going to lead him to do some, you know, have, right. have a pretty severe reaction later down the
2: road. Right. right. And I guess it, d- just since that came up, I'll touch on his like sea support where we find out like there has been a battle recently where like an entire village got raised in the process mm. of clearing out like the last of Viscount Clyman's men. Clyman was like one of the main guys involved in Dusker. And people are like, like th- there are soldiers That Chez over here is talking about this being like, I can't believe Dimitri would do that. Like, what is he thinking? Like, this is horrific. And so uh, there's like a whole conversation with dimitri um and Shez comments to arval like to be honest i don't know what he was thinking either with that battle um it's like he built a wall around himself ever since the day he killed his uncle
1: wow let's go
2: yeah i love that and so we find out dimitri's going on like a solo mission and Shez is like maybe that's not such a good idea i'll go with you (laughs) and it turns out he is going to the village to bury the dead of like, all of the innocents who who wow. died there. Um, and Damn he's me. just my like...
0: Poor, my poor, sweet king. I know, right?
2: And she's like, you're the king. Are you sure about this? And he's like, this is, like, my burden to bear. I authorize this battle strategy, and Oof. I am, like, culpable for this. And, like, Jeez. I I didn't want to do it, but it was, like, what I had to do to win this battle. <clears throat> and I also can't run around telling the soldiers how, how you know, how heartbroken it makes me because I they will lose faith in me if i don't claim this battle to be just and proper which like again like i don't know that i like agree with all the shit he's saying but like it is so interesting and complex and not just like i'm just going on a murder screen because fuck edelgard like it's (laughs) it, it it's so rich i just love it um and i'm again really excited to see where it goes
1: incredible amazing
0: it's it's so wild that that's all in a demo for this year. Yeah, dude oh my
1: god <laughs> yeah i kept playing the game and going like okay this has to be it and then no yeah. then we go into it's not even i keep going as this has to be it and then i get more prologue which is <laughs> just somehow even more story yeah. but i guess moving on to uh the black eagles uh slash addressing empire mm-hmm. route of it all tomas is revealed to be the skull I, for, I also i still can't remember what his name is big um, skull tommy well yeah tommy the skull um <laughs> and we get one of these classic cutscenes. if you if you've played through black eagles you know these cutscenes that are just like we start at the end of the conversation between edelgard and hubert where edelgard's like so what do you think <laughs> um <laughs> And Hubert has a new, I, I think, facial portrait that I've never seen before where he actually looks <laughs> kind of concerned. He's got kind of like
2: <laughs> normally unflappable,
1: right? Normally pretty unfazed and like seems like he's got everything under control. But he's got like a uh, kind of face with like a little sweat on it <laughs> where, where he's like, I don't know about this plan. Like, I don't know if this is the right time or like if this is the best idea. And it's like you're going to be going against them. So maybe we shouldn't do it. And Edelgard's like, no, this is the perfect time to do it. And we will do it it god and then it's just like you know we have we have these these things in play it's just an entirely vague conversation that's like we're going to go ask reya uh for help to go invade the empire um to dethrone and reveal Arendelle, oh my god. uh as the leader or whatever of the those who slither in the dark that is what she means to say but instead it's just an incredibly vague conversation yeah. for a few minutes um good shit. It's really, really good. One of the lines Edelgard has in this conversation is, but right now everyone is exactly where we need them. Her, the bandits, the string pullers, and the perfect instructor with the perfect mission. Ooh. Talking about Uh, uh Yuritsa when we went to go rescue Monica and stuff. Is
2: the implication that Yuritsa did what he did at Edelgard's direction to expose?
1: An- I think so. Oh! Oh, that's so good. I think so. Yeah, yeah because um, because she hired him as a mercenary. That's why the Death Knight was around. Uh, and he was supposed to be the the um, instructor before Byleth oh showed up God. because Arendelle was like, oh, we found this guy because because <laughs> the because the Empire uh, had uh, had had bought him out or whatever.
0: Wow. Whoa.
1: So so that happens. And then the next scene is is them talking to Rhea uh, about like, look, we need your help. We can't take all of the students with us, because obviously this is going to be like a really complicated kind of thing where we're like invading our homeland. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like when we go to camp before this battle, I get four notifications (laughs) separately. Ferdinand, (laughs) Linhart, Caspar and Bernadetta will are not available for this battle. Whoa. And not because, not because they decided not to come because Edelgard didn't even tell them. Incredible.
2: Again, so nuts. mm, So grounded. So good. because
1: all of their families are on, you know, they're all the noble, the the, the noble sitting on the, mm-hmm. the board or whatever. Um, so she was like, I'm not even going to bring them into this. I'm just going to do it. And then, you know, forgiveness over permission, etc. you know, all that stuff. And so Ray is like, look, we will send a, a, a retinue of church soldiers because like Edelgard's like, yeah, we want we just want to see or we want to show them that we have the church's backing. So Ray is like, I agree, but they're not going to fight for you and Edelgard's like that is fine. We don't need to shed any any church blood. We just need we just need you to flex, really. So the church who loves killing
2: this time they're like, "No." <laughs>
0: Rhea's right, like, "That sucks. I don't like that Well, <laughs> because
1: she doesn't want to she doesn't want to like de- seem like the church is declaring war on on any sure, mm. you know, whatever. They're just backing up Edelgard's invasion, which it's, you know, a slim or a, a, a thin a thin justification at best, but
2: is it made clear like what does Raya know about why they're trying to overtake the empire?
1: She is like straight up. She's like, Arendelle is leading these people, uh, Kranya and, and okay. Tomas okay. and stuff. She's like, Arendelle is involved with this. We can wow. take him out right now. And like this problem is gone. But her um, dad
2: is still the emperor.
1: Her dad is still the emperor. Yeah. But that's, that's the whole thing in three houses too. her dad is still the emperor, but Arendelle is like running this puppet government. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, right. You know,
2: Oh so God. incredible.
1: It's great. It's so good. So then we we, we go to battle. Uh, Monica has joined us, uh, as has uh, Manuela. And uh, I think Hanuman at this point, too. Oh I God. don't think I think Hanuman does stick with us, actually. Yeah. So so those are the, those are making up for the, the missing uh, the missing things. Monica's great. I love monica if you when you go and to talk to monica one of her fir, her very first interest is edelgard it's mm. so good i have um, heard yeah i have to talk about her c support it's extremely good oh, okay. um so we we begin you know we, we begin the battle and we get a cutscene uh between count Burgleys and count hevering um who is caspar and linhart's dads talking about like you know, oh, we're in kind of a complicated position. Um, Count Bergley said that the situation must have changed. Our children are still at Garrig Mach, after all, and uh, Count Hevering says, I admire how strong she's become. I just wish we'd had more time to appraise her competence, mm. uh, implying that uh, once Arendelle is ousted, they are going to ascend Edelgard to the throne, uh, which is what happens. So Caspar's dad and Linhart's dad, as soon as this battle starts, we we have to go through Duke Ier. In order to get to Arendelle, so Duke Eyer's on the board immediately. They did this man so dirty in in three houses he has like a regular voice and he's just like a balding man you know whatever in this game he talks like this no he's like you no won't way. get through me <laughs> like that's what he sounds like it's oh, so God fucking no. funny uh so, <laughs> so so we get that cutscene between caspar and linhart's dad and then that battle starts and then like you know we get a mission we get a side mission whatever eventually caspar and linhart's dad show up on your side as duke Iyer is trying to like escape they're like no 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 you can't leave Amazing. we are holding you here so they stop him <sighs> from leaving and then you have to go and cut him off and do the whole thing wow yeah That's so you, you defeat duke ire uh and then arendelle shows up as well as a bunch of mysterious mages uh the same mysterious mages that showed up on the Kranya monica mission mm-hmm. from the you know the last mission so then you defeat arendelle you know we go into this cutscene, and arendelle in a fit of rage in a tomas fashion reveals himself to be none other than talus the leader of those who slither in the dark, which blew my fucking brain out of my head. Um, <laughs> as a person who has f- finished Black Eagles and Golden Deer and heard all of Blue Lions and watched <laughs> the summary of Ashen Wolves, this is nowhere in the video game of, th- <laughs> of, of Fire Emblem Three Houses. They talk about how Arendelle is like with those who slither in the dark and it's like, you know, helping lead them in the empire in some way, but they never, ever tell you that he is talus that's wild it's wild so fucking blew my mind in the first you know two hours of this demo for a video game uh <laughs> more than uh what 270 hours or whatever the fuck equivalent uh of of three hours, anyway. <laughs> anyway so he is talus he teleports away like the, the rest of them have mm. done great so then we get uh, a scene afterwards with Hevering and Burgleys and Edelgard and Hubert. And they're all just kind of talking. It's like, oh, thank you so much for your help, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then Count Varley shows up. Bernadetta's dad. Good looking fella. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here,
0: wait. Let me see Gonna if pull up, pull up some JPEGs real
1: quick.
2: See, I wasn't as into who was you, the one I liked. liked Count,
1: you liked Count Hevering, who I said looks yeah. like the Joker.
2: <laughs> I liked I like Linhart's dad. He it's it's Joker adjacent, but hot.
1: Waldemar Hevering is his name. OK, of course it is. So Varley shows up and it's like, oh, hey, sorry, I, I, you know, sorry, I missed it. Uh, my bad. And Edelgard's like, that's fine. You're going to be running the Southern Church now because he is a bishop. He's like already mm. is a bishop. That's like part of the stuff he does. I don't know. I don't think I knew that. Um, I don't think I did either. I mean, all we hear from from Edel, uh, from Bernadetta is how much of a shit guy he is. So sure man of God man of God exactly um, but yeah he you know he shows up apologizes for his lateness she's like all right you're gonna be running the church and he's like are you sure like I don't I don't know if I can handle that and she's like well you're a bishop and you're loyal to me right and he's like um yes <laughs> um, i think i think i think she asks if if he's loyal immediately after hubert's like yes my father has been taken care of oh
2: my uh, god i love yes. that they maintain the the yeah, Hu- hubert kills his own dad hubert
1: thing. once again does kill his father that's yeah <laughs> uh so yeah uh varley goes to uh run the southern church uh and then we we basically get the the two the mid skip uh pretty much the same thing kim said that everybody's ascended their their various thrones
2: have they all become like the dukes and counts and shit?
1: Yeah. So, so, well, well I'm, I meant the, the, the three house leaders. So oh, Dimitri, okay, okay. Dimitri has become King, uh, and Claude has become the ruler of the Lester Alliance and Edelgard is now the Empress. Yeah. And so then basically after this two year time skip, uh, or mid skip, whatever you call it, we get, uh, basically a mirror of that scene of Edelgard declaring war on the church from three houses, but it is after the two years. So she doesn't declare war on the church for two years. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the invasion of the empire happens, Edelgard gets ascended to the throne and then, you know, various other things are happening in, in the other places as well. So the same thing happens, Ray is like, okay, we're going to close, we're going to close the doors of Garig Mach Everybody's going to go take care of whatever they have to take care of. So basically Edelgard spends two years as emperor, not invading the church, building up the Southern church, just like mm-hmm. creating a, 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 an empire that, you know, loves and relies on her uh and then 2 years in is like all right we're invading the church now uh the central church because it has lied to you and is you know does not have foldland's best interests at heart mm-hmm. so uh you know the empire will stand by no longer uh et cetera et cetera yeah so then war war were declared as it were um
2: <laughs> quick question so yeah. this the southern church thing is still yes. very much a thing here
1: the Southern Church thing is extremely a thing and that we is like that. that is that is uh their linchpin kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like we will take over the Central Church and then the Southern Church will now basically become this, the Central Church I the guess. We're like yeah. Yeah, we'll be will become the church. Um incredible. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hubert calls it, Hubert says, we gave strength to the Southern church, creating the perfect wedge against the church of Saros. Uh, really, really, really good. Uh, we get Hubert's sick, my chemical romance fucking haircut. (laughs) Uh, it's extremely, extremely good. Uh, and then we see everybody else, including Monica, who is still with us. Wow. I love that. Uh, she's great. I love her so much. And then, uh, and then, uh, we basically Ferdinand... Caspar, Bernadetta, Linhart all rejoin. Um, they are all now they've all taken the place of their except Bernadetta, But uh, uh, or no, I, I guess I guess I don't think Linhart and Caspar. I think their dads are still doing their thing okay. because they were loyal to Edelgard. But Ferdinand is definitely the prime minister now.
2: I can't see Linhart <laughs> <Yeah>. doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then um, uh so then once that happens, we uh like we were saying earlier, uh, we're basically just doing a bunch of little battles to then lead us to mm-hmm. the main battle, uh, which is the battle of Garrig Mach. Fucking wild. Yeah. So so we do a bunch of those, um, and then and then we get eShopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um The Canon eShop yeah. ending. <laughs> the eShop ending. We get a cutscene between uh Flame, Seth, and Rhea. But it's not anything super interesting, right? It's just talking about how, like, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe we set them up for this. You know, uh, Mm. Edelgard is already using the Southern Church to erode our legitimacy, and now she has the gall to try and remove us by force. Um, (laughs) There can be no mercy for tyrants, which I think might be an exact line from Three Houses. That sounds really familiar.
2: I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. it sounds like something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then Sateth brings up the point that, like, well, she's revived the Southern Church, so she clearly doesn't intend to, like, get rid of the faith, like, completely. Which is kind of a weird kind of. It seems like maybe some tests on our side in a way.
2: I he has always been a little bit like I don't know about Raya, like yeah. he yeah he's always been a homie.
1: Yeah. Raya though
2: she can get e-shopped. I hate her. Yeah,
1: she can get e-shopped. <laughs> uh, and then finally Raya says, um, you know, because because the the empire was started. Uh, through someone mm-hmm. in Saros' bloodline. Um, so Rhea says, I care not if we shared blood countless generations ago. I will not permit anyone to defile Mother's resting place. Um, so even that shit, she's not like keeping under wraps. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're, yeah, fully, wow. we're fully out here saying my mom's yeah. buried underneath the church. I'm a big um, dragon.
2: and My mom was
1: right. also BT-dubs. a big dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, the sea support between Shez and Edelgard is interesting, but we can save that for... The ending, I suppose. Sure. So that's the that's the, what is it, Scarlet the Scarlet
0: Blade Mm. ending. uh, Uh, Mine is the
2: Azure Gleam.
0: Yeah. I don't know what mine is called. (laughs) The Golden Wildfire. (laughs) Ah, there you
1: go. Thank Mm. you. It's pretty sick. Pretty sick. So tell us about it, Chase. What's going on with Claude and the the gang?
0: Uh. Yeah. So I think in typical fashion, uh, the comings and goings of the Golden Deer feel absolutely removed (laughs) the rest of the <laughs> continent. Sure. Like y'all out. are talking about, yeah, like we're dealing with our own shit over there. Um, and I have heard nothing of, of everything else in, in, uh, wow. in Fodland. Like th- there is a reference of like, hey, it was a civil war maybe. And like, shit's kind of fucked <laughs> in the empire. Like there's references to that happening, but they're like very much concerned with their own stuff. Hmm. So, uh, it's- to go, Sorry, Do you at
2: least get the Edelgard declared war on the church? Does that
0: happen at any point or Um I think it's like a line in there. Okay. Like there's what like the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's not much. Yeah. Like Wild. Uh, uh, yeah. for all intents and purposes, Claude is just kind of trying to hold the Leicester Alliance mm-hmm. together. So like funny. I need to make sure we don't fall apart yeah. so that like we cannot get taken over. Uh, mm-hmm. uh
1: really quick, sorry, I guess it's worth noting yeah. as well. The Empire is attacking from the east mm-hmm. because Count Gloucester is still cool with the Empire. So oh. we've crossed the Bridge yes. of Merton because um atron or whatever is still a little punk oh, ass so he just guy. like let us cross the bridge and we're just coming in from the eastern side uh from alliance territory uh so I, I guess that's also worth noting that that has also carried into three hopes from three houses
0: um there's a reference in here where claude acknowledges that he's pretty aware that uh count Gloucester's about to <laughs> fuck everything up for him <laughs> Um, sounds about right. So to back sense. up to, uh, the spot where it, uh, diverged a little bit after Tomas dips, uh, uh, Claude comes up to you and is just like, Hey, there's no nice way to say this, but like your powers look the same as Tomas. <laughs> uh, and you're like, okay, well like, I don't, I don't think that that's the same thing. I don't really know him. And Claude's like, all right, well, whatever, that's fine. I don't really care. Um, I trust you essentially. God. Um,
2: Claude would but, lead that way though. God.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's very direct. Like he's like, I don't like I can't sugarcoat this, but here's what I'm worried about, and I need to know this up front mm-hmm. so that I can trust you in about five minutes. <laughs> um anyway, so they get a report uh from Gonrail that uh there's some kind of Almyran army invading uh and they're attacking Fodlin's Locket. Mm. Yeah. I um, maybe this is just my uh first dipshit run <laughs> first cannon dipshit run of uh, fire emblem but i was like i don't know what that is so i wow. uh, looked it up mm-hmm. and was aware of what this is now yeah
1: <laughs> i think the yeah. golden deer um, is the only route that that fights at fullman's locket Chase. yeah yes yes
0: <laughs> i i'm aware of the
2: lord twice
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um anyway i have i have a little reference they say that the the army that is advancing on the locket is uh the biggest that they've seen since it was built oh it was built originally to keep out the almirans like after they almost got beat um and so like this is as big as it gets (sighs) like we gotta go repel them and so a bunch of the deer say like yeah we're all like we're all in we're all good like we'll we'll come help you out marianne says uh i don't think my dad's gonna help out very much because he's like a dick and then uh (laughs) Not loud exactly. She's like, I don't think my father's going to help. Mm-hmm. And Claude's like, Yeah, it's fine. Like we'll figure it out. Yeah. And then, sort of unceremoniously, Shamir walks in the room. And is like, Me too. And then Claude's like, Great. And then they don't <laughs> talk anymore. Yeah. Um, Love Shamir. Yeah. So you get this uh, cut scene where uh, Shahid. You're not exactly aware who this is initially. Is leading a force commanding Nadir. Uh commanding Nadir. Wow. Yeah. Like he he Nadir is under Shahid. Interesting. And uh Shahid's like very indignant and like very mean to him. He's like, listen, like nobody's gonna fight us, nobody's gonna show up here. Just like take all the soldiers out there. And Nadir's like, listen, I get this, but he's like much more concerned with like the logistics and the morale of the uh the people. Mm. And Shahid's like, I don't really give a shit, dude. Like, take <laughs> take the locket. And deer's like, all right, like, they got some good people on the other side. Like, this might be tough. And he's like, I don't care. Get it done, essentially. Jesus. Wow. Um, it's wild. Uh, so the deer show up, and you talk to Holst, uh, Hilda's brother. Yeah. Who, if I remember correctly, uh, Kim, you described as, let's see, uh... <laughs> A thumb <laughs> or, or a toe.
2: I think it was a thumb. That yeah. is it. That's an insult that I use at uh, from time to time.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately enough, he does look a little thummy, yes, which is sort of does. a bummer.
2: I thought, like as I said hilda's brother yeah hilda's brother should look like a hot. fucking like like k-pop star hot like what the fuck <laughs> yes. is going on here yes that, that he's just this like big beefy
1: man big. he's with got a like cleft chin and a cleft sp- brow line spiky <laughs> Yeah, his head hair. has
0: abs it's bananas but like not not in a good way Oh, Um, man. (laughs) In fact, to the (laughs) point to the point where uh, Raphael, upon seeing him, is like, dude, you're big. This is awesome. (laughs) Wow.
2: High praise.
0: (laughs) He compliments his routine and is like, you must be like really lifting weights out there. Wow. I miss Raphael so much. He's so good. Um, To which point uh, Lorenz uh, calls Raphael an oaf (gasps) for not uh, referring to. This man is dead to me. I, two thumbs down, Lorenz. Chill. Like, seems very cool and, like, was not, like, damn Rafael. Like, that's not cool of you to refer to me in that way. Yeah. I'm sure they were just about to bro out and, like, talk about bench pressing. Of course. Or something. Yeah. Like, it's fine. The protein. Yeah. You know, <laughs> gym stuff. Gym stuff. Um, Gains. Anyway, so uh, you launch into this fight. And uh, something that I really appreciate that they are telling, like, during the gameplay is that Claude is doing some, like, tacticianing, which I uh, really just love. Yes. Like, I feel like in the base game, you don't always see that because, like, you're commanding the forces. Mm. So, like, how could he possibly have that much influence over mm. it? But throughout the whole thing, he's like, OK, Holst, like, here's what I need you to do. Like, you need to go up the middle of their forces and distract them so that, like, these two other forces that can kind of go up the side and surround them. So, like, the middle falls out, essentially. Oh, my God. Um, wow. That is because Fascinating. These- it's so good. And he's like, the probably what's going to happen is the for the troops are going to get scared and uh, we can, we don't have to fight everybody. Essentially. We can just like go around them, scare them and then like, you know, beat whoever's in charge here. Yeah. Uh, Um, Which is great. Again, like it's it's a really good way to integrate like the minute to minute gameplay of actually like fighting and having the effect of Claude being there, like actually be felt like, oh, yeah, I didn't have to fight all those guys.
2: It's great. It feels like this is also the best demonstration of like why it is so rad that Shez is a student and not like you know someone who's in a position of authority it lets the like three house leads take control in a way that is just so cool to see
1: them oh i love it it's great it lets them be leaders yeah exactly yeah
0: so uh anyway you go through all this uh nadir runs away to you know no longer be undefeated or whatever (laughs) but he's like you know no one to hold him no one to fold him see ya and uh (laughs) Uh, she you like run up on Shahid and fight him and uh you know you beat him obviously and uh you there's like this cutscene at the end where he's fighting Claude and uh Claude's like kind of pulling his shots a little bit like you can see him using his bow and uh Shahid's on uh Wyvern at the time Mm -hmm. like riding around and uh trying to get away and uh uh Claude explicitly like yells at him and is like listen dude like I'm I'm gonna start hitting you soon like you should just leave (laughs) fuck um and uh Shahid's like this sucks i hate you uh you remind me of my horror of a little brother Mm. like really like i don't like you and you remind me of him right Mm. clearly 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 is claude's brother like (laughs) just so obviously like they're both like related to the same people like i don't know why shaheed doesn't recognize Mm -hmm. claude but it seems like claude does recognize him and it's like trying to not yeah. play that up because he's sort of concerned that if everybody gets wind that like his brother suddenly tried to invade that there would be some kind of consequence for that. Right. Anyway, Shahid uh escapes and Claude like, you know, takes his bow down and uh I can't remember who is there exactly, but uh, it might be Hilda. No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, somebody says like, aren't you going to like, shouldn't we go after him? And he's like, no, I don't really want to kill him and have like the rest of Almira on our door because like I made a martyr out of that guy. Mm. So like, let's just let him run away and like he'll get beat and he's not going to be like, you know, the head oh, of Almira anytime soon. It's that classic Again. Claude like mis- yes, misdirect. Yeah. He's, he's thinking. My dude yeah. is thinking.
2: It's clearly, it sounds like, He's still keeping close to the vest the fact that he is myron,
0: Yes. No, he like there has been no reference to like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to find my people or whatever, like none of that, like none, none of the. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. so nobody knows. And essentially, Claude is just like, you know, the 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 big cool boy again. And uh, they get to go back and like, you know, talk to Holst and Claude's like, I'm really glad that like everything went well. like You're you're a, a real big, strong fella. <laughs> and they all compliment how cool Hol- uh, Holst is. <laughs> Let's see. So, yeah, they go back and uh, as y'all have said, uh, Rhea closes the academy and sends everybody home. Um, I don't know why that that like was so wild to me I think I was sort of expecting this game to track a little bit with the comings mm-hmm. and goings of the base game but it just immediately is like nope fuck Garrett mock we're not doing that anymore yeah. like it's a totally different game yeah yeah and so it was kind of exciting to be like okay I really don't know what is about to happen at all yeah um, especially because like byleth is nowhere to be seen mm-hmm. yet There's nothing yeah
1: it's I think it's a really great way to indicate like we are now leaving the stuff you know right behind like right the, it, yeah it, 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 all all of your thoughts and feelings uh, are symbolized by Garrig Mach and we are shuddering that and we are moving on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And like, like you said, a great conceit to introduce new story beats. Yeah. I'm super interested in where the story goes as a whole, just because like it it raises the question of like if Byleth wasn't here, what would happen? Mm -hmm. because they're not in the story what ends up happening and so far i know that things are pretty chaotic but like so far it's not all bad like Mm -hmm. Dimitri's kind of still like doing his thing and like those who slither in the dark kind of got their comeuppance for a second and like the Leicester alliance is still together obviously I'm sure stuff is about to break bad but like it is a fascinating idea that like if Byleth isn't there things would be better Mm -hmm. that is a wild story to tell I doubt that's the one they're gonna tell but it's really interesting if that's what they end up doing yeah so yeah fascinated to see where that goes Anyway, time skip ahead two years. Everybody has cool new hair. Yeah. I think Hilda's is the best. Hilda Uh, looks so
2: fucking good all mm. the time. Yeah,
0: she's really, she's really working it. I I think she's (laughs) like got a great, uh, uh, I don't know, somebody, either her or somebody planning her wardrobe is like really crushing it. Um, Raphael's hair is like a huge bummer. He's essentially got like a bandana on. He kind of looks like Hulk Hogan. I kind of <laughs>
2: like the bandana.
0: I don't think it's necessarily like a objectively bad thing. I just I want to see that hair, man. I want to see those curls. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want it hidden under the bandana. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is the point where uh, you show back up. Claude is like, hey, I need you to help me. Um, I'm finally have like work for you because he's like, I need to hire you as a mercenary to like come help the Lester Alliance. And he's like, there's a lot of stuff going on and I could use somebody like in your position. At this point, Lorenz is gone, not in the party. Mm. And, uh, like everybody comes back together, essentially saying like, we haven't seen each other in like a couple of years, maybe. And, uh, Claude says, yeah, uh, Lorenz and, uh, uh, his house has sent uh, a knight in his stead. And, uh, Ignatz is like, yeah, sorry, that's me. Uh, uh." (laughs) I'm not really (laughs) proud about that one. (laughs) Oh,
2: my poor boy.
0: Yeah, poor, poor boy. (laughs) And uh, let me see. So, yeah, they talk about that for a little while. They go and uh, uh, meet Count Gloucester, who is a huge bummer. Um, (laughs) Just kind of a little weaselly dude. Yeah. And he calls Claude the current alliance leader, which is like a huge bummer as well. Um, Just a lot of resentment. Claude is very much playing this close to his chest of like trying to poke and prod and be like hey dude uh is there any world where you like totally betray us and like screw us (laughs) over it's a lot more tactful than that but the point of it is trying to get at like are you loyal to the lester alliance or not he's like of course yeah whatever goodbye and then like leaves um and after he leaves lauren shows up uh and uh Claude's like hey are you going to or are you, just ask him a hypothetical of like is there any point where you would stop following your dad <laughs> like is there any like inflection point where that's not going to be the case what do I gotta do to make you cool already <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly are you cool yeah. are you gonna narc yeah and I can't remember who but somebody says like that's kind of rude of a question to ask Lauren's <clears throat> like no it's fair like my dad's being <clears throat> super weird and sketchy and so like I don't know. There's probably a point, but I don't know where it is yet. Uh, hopefully we will have to come to that. <laughs> I'll let you know when we
2: get there. Very Lauren. Exactly. Answer. Yeah. Jesus.
0: So anyway, at this point you go through these kind of like side missions, I guess, mm-hmm. to go fight these like tiny battles. Yeah. And, and, you know, wander around and fight people and all that and do the training at the camp. Yes. Hilda gives you the tutorial on how to uh, do her chores for her. Um, and, uh, that's by and large it, yeah. um, very little reference to any of the other stuff going on. Wild. Um, and it's just sort of setting up the fact that like the counts about to totally betray everybody. It sounds like they already mm. have in your run AJ. Yeah. Um, and, uh, things are maybe not going to go so good for the, uh, Lester Alliance, but yeah. wow, I'm very excited. Uh, like I was saying, I'm mostly interested in the question of why Byleth isn't here and what that effect is. Mm-hmm. I think so much of the first game was characterized by Byleth just like fixing everything in their sight, And a lot of that was like they seem to be a kind person. So they're just doing this, you know, because of the the person they are. Mm-hmm. But in that very first scene in in the game, they're like kind of mean mm-hmm. and like not the nice character that you've come to know. And yeah. so I'm super interested to see if they flip it a little bit and say, like, what if Byleth is not the nice person that you know? Right. And like, what effect would that have? There's a article on Kotaku uh, by uh, C.C. Jong and... They had essentially said uh, to truly understand a character, you have to be familiar with their cruelty, too. And Three Hopes is both idealistic and cruel in a way that only a nonlinear video game can be. And so I mm-hmm. think it's it's an interesting read on why Byleth is doing the things that they're doing. And so I'm fascinated by the idea that, like, is this a game where you have to temper the bad side of Byleth to get mm-hmm. like a good ending mm. or are they just straight the villain? I have no idea.
2: I mm. I, I sent AJ a theory on this. So, yeah. I mean, the implication in Three Hopes is that whatever was was done to save Byleth as as a child um, to, to keep them alive when they were an infant has in some way muted their like emotional response like you know the yeah. baby never cries and at the beginning sure. of the game this whole thing is that like they have a completely blank expression on their face all the time they don't show a lot of emotion right. and slowly over time as they're you know getting to know people in Garrick Mock they're like opening up and becoming more like emotionally whatever my assumption was always that like the reason why that happens is something to do with like proximity to Garrick Mock and to these like holy sites and to like the resting place of the goddess that like starts to I don't know if it's like giving power to Sothis such that like Byleth is, you know, able to like uh, come into their own personality or like whatever the case may be. But the implication of this game seems to be not only, you know, what happens if like the kids don't have Byleth in their lives. It's like, what happens if Byleth doesn't have the kids in their lives? And so I think the implication is they never move beyond being, because Ashen Demon was like, if I recall correctly, was a nickname that Byleth had in in the original game. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was like they're, because as a mercenary, they were known for being completely emotionless. Yeah. So it seems like, The idea is, well, here's what what happens if Byleth never stops being that. And I think my guess is at some point, Byleth is going to, you know, they're going to continue to be the the antagonist. But Mm -hmm. I think at some point they'll probably like come back into the fold in some way. Yeah, it's just we we still don't know, like, how do they how do they continue to be an antagonist in this case?
1: Yeah.
2: My, my prediction is that, cause obviously we've seen the trailers and it definitely seems like the three house leads converge again. And my guess is considering that the Swifties are still at large, <laughs> yeah. um, there's going to be some convergence of, uh, you know, all of the three territories realizing like we actually have a common enemy and like, We're spinning our wheels here. I think it's very interesting. Like we know how the Swifties have embedded themselves in the kingdom and we know how they've done it in the empire and like what the fallout from that is. I'm curious if the implication in Golden in the Golden Deer route in this game is that like somehow they are manipulating the Almirans which mm. that would be really, really fascinating. Because I have never liked how the game position the almirans It's very yeah. like exoticizing, oh, this like primitive yeah.
1: like, barbarous brutal race. culture
2: yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Sucks. Um yeah. racist.
0: It's worth noting that Shahid also treats the Fodlins like that. When he mm-hmm. shows up, he calls them like barbarians, essentially. So hmm. like interesting. It's interesting that like it, it goes both ways there. That hmm. is really interesting. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Not good.
2: Not good, but but also interesting. I'm, I really hope that we, I don't know, get more insight into that. And I also think it would be cool if in the Golden Deer route, you actually get to see Elmira a little bit and like more of its like culture and stuff.
0: Yeah. It's such a, like, I, I feel like they're positioned so closely to being able to like make a statement about like player agency in these games mm-hmm. of like, whenever we give you the player, the control of bileth like they're it's too much. You're like inhabiting like a God essentially <laughs> mm-hmm. who can turn back time and get whatever ending they want to see the entire battlefield and how you know, yeah how you're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And That's so by putting you in the shoes of somebody like, sure, definitely still powerful. You can turn into your wild other form and like do a cyclone and kill a thousand guys. But like, different in this way. And so it's I again, I feel like they're just so close to being able to say something about like, this is too much power for one person to have. <laughs> yeah. Versus like just being a part of this house and integrating mm-hmm. with these people is a lot better of an approach rather than just being their like God, king or queen that leads <laughs> them to destroy the other kingdoms. Yeah.
2: I do want to. AJ, are you willing to share what your theory was about Shez, because yeah. I really want to talk about who is Shez.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, my loose theory, uh, and this was something I think that came about after we saw the first two trailers or whatever, is basically that Shez is a creation of those who slither in the dark who is either act- actually or just like in some sort of simulation, like running through this storyline, Byleth's storyline. Yeah. if somebody else got there first like if 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 the swifties were able to get <laughs> to yeah if they were able to meet the three house leads in some way before Byleth and Geralt were
0: mm.
1: how that could be different uh, uh, for them and how they could use it to their advantage but i'm honestly i mean I, as far as her, uh, as far as shez's creation goes and i don't even think it's shez's creation i think it's arval's creation uh, and i think shez is just kind of a vessel Uh, For Mm Arval, because even Arval's like Mind Palace space is just like, (laughs) you know, dark blue, like, you know, particles floating around. And in like the very beginning of the game, one of the first things you see is like the view from inside some sort of. Like right. tube or so, like like a, some sort of intubation tube or something. Some kind of pod or something. Yeah, and it's there for like, you know, two seconds or whatever, and it's gone and never brought up. So I have a big start, start button mm-hmm. on Shez well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, so I think it's just a matter of time before the giant robots show up and we destroy all yeah, of Yeah, we've been them.
2: playing too much 13th Sentinel. Yeah, clearly. but
1: I
0: think, but that's, this is probably the 14th Sentinel that Chris Blank was talking
1: about. This oh, is it! Oh right. my Shez, god. Say, yeah. He signed an NDA and he wasn't Ugh. able to talk. <laughs> Spoilies. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think it's something along those lines of, of the, the, the Swifties either created Arval or Shez or both Mm -hmm. and are just trying to use them. It's like, what if we got in here first? Could we, you know, turn this to our advantage? But I don't even know now with the way the story stuff is going, it's like there's completely different things going on. So it's not even like it's a simulation of the story from three houses. You know what I mean? So I, Mm -hmm. I I don't even know honestly anymore.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure either, but it's clear that there's some kind of, connection there mm.
1: or is there some like other super intelligent race out there that we don't know about?
2: i that is one thing that i that i wonder is like is arval some kind of parallel to sothis not mm. only in the like oh somebody who lives in my head way but in like are they a quote-unquote god are they an alien or whatever because the gods and three houses are implied to just be aliens but um they are (laughs) like are are they just like another version of that who the swifties worship or whatever who are like not actually you know again like uh, like dimitri says like power isn't inherently evil it's what you do with it and so i wonder if do they in some way derive their power from this other being yeah. who is not actually like inherently bad is actually just for some reason, a weird surfer dude. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm really, really interested to find out. I, just, I have based on what we've seen so far, I am holding out hope that like, it's going to be interesting, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is.
1: It'll definitely be interesting for sure.
0: It'll at least be well written, I think. Yeah, they've like shown that they they are grappling with the uh, the content of this game yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Mm.
2: Do we know? I've been curious, but I like have no idea how to look it up. Whether it's like the same writing team? I don't Because so know. much of it feels I, I so know.
0: true to yeah. to
2: Three Houses.
0: No, I don't know. Yeah, I bet I we won't find out until like the credits. Hmm, yeah. And you can find out on June twenty-sixth. <laughs> twenty-fourth. Oh,
1: June twenty-fourth. Yeah. Uh, before June twenty-fourth, says uh says Jovideo. <laughs> uh I, I just want to um while we're talking about the writing and stuff, I just want to touch on some support stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Shez's C support with Edelgard um is bonkers in a great way. It's not really mm. bonkers, it's just like we're immediately like Edelgard comes up to Shez and is like, hey, like it might say, I know it might because I, I, I guess I failed to mention this. Um, Shez was, you know, just a mercenary, a mercenary hired by the Empire and stuff. And then Edelgard made Shez a general um, in mm. the army. So that's that's their position right now. Uh, and Edelgard comes comes to Shez and says on the surface, it must seem as though we took Foldland's fragile piece in our hands and shattered it into a thousand pieces. Because like, you know, everything was fine for two years and then all of a sudden the Empire is like, all right, we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's basically just like, what do you think about this? Like, how how do you feel like you're in kind of a unique position as someone who's like not actually part of the Empire? You're just kind of with us. Like, what do you what is your read on this whole thing? Um, and Shez's first response is, what, is it deep conversation time now? Where'd this come from? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was. 10 out of 10, really, really good. Um, yeah, but basically it gives you the options of like, you can either be like, yeah, I totally understand or be like, honestly, it's kind of fucked up. Uh, or you can kind of play the middle and I chose, honestly, it's kind of fucked up. Oh yes. I'm so glad. Um, (laughs) nice. Yeah. Uh, and basically just like talks about like, you know, I As as a general, I'm I'm doing fine as a mercenary. I'm doing great. But if like that's my perspective, but you have a unique perspective, you should talk to like a farmer. They have a unique perspective Mm. as someone whose land is being destroyed, as someone whose life is being completely upended Mm. for something that their life isn't even going to change because of this thing. Uh, And then and then goes on to say, like, still, I know this wasn't some spur of the moment decision. You gave it a lot of thought and this is the best path. Uh, that you could find forward and and then, you know, goes on to keep talking about the farmer. It says, uh, sure, you say you're going to bring this bright and beautiful future. But am I really going to suffer for years, maybe even decades waiting for it? Um, like as mm. the war ravages their land, and stuff. Mm-hmm. the stuff you're doing now, enlisting my farmhands, trampling my fields, destroying my crops just doesn't make it worth the wait uh wow yeah uh but you know the toll it's taking on your people yet you choose to press on with the war anyway so you've got to have a good reason right just fucking blew my mind that that was the first (laughs) support yeah with edelgard is like just like picking apart (laughs) the like problems with imperial uh like fucking uh conquering and shit like Mm -hmm. it's incredible Like I am literally (laughs) speechless at how good this conversation was. And it's like nearly better than any conversation we had in three houses at all about this specific subject. And that's the thing, Kim, you brought up way earlier talking about how you're like able to be in the moment with with these characters and stuff. Um, because we already know all their backstory things. But I think that's a, that's a, a, a function of she's being a student. She's not mm-hmm. like uh, some sort of, uh, you, you know, powerful figure that the students feel safe, like going to with their problems and stuff. They are just like a peer that they feel comfortable talking to about the things right. that are happening right now in the moment. Right. and Not like trying to unpack decades of trauma. <laughs> Um, (laughs) you know, with, with their, with their teacher. So I think that's, it's just, it's an awesome, incredible position to put the protagonist in that I think does nothing but serve the narrative of, of the game.
2: It feels like it's forcing these characters into a position of, I guess, for lack of a better word, like accountability. Yeah. Of like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, in three houses, I think this was also like something that we kind of um, talked about as one of our gripes is that like, Because Byleth is, you know, a voiceless sort of cipher of a protagonist, you don't have the opportunity to, like, really question what's going on. Once you've picked your house, it's like, I'm all in. Yeah. Even if you as the player are like, mm, hmm, questionable.
1: It's like they listen to the fucking season because they were like, "Oh, you you wanted more than one choice. Here's a bunch throughout every conversation.
2: And, (laughs) And here's us really grappling with. With the fact that like your faves are problematic, like we're we're not going to let them, you know, just sort of like slide under the radar of like, uh, well, we know that you pick this route because you probably you have a crush like on Edelgard. this person or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm sorry. I do think <laughs> that right. most people who, <laughs> who are like Black Eagles is the best if you press them on it is because they like Edelgard. <laughs> Just let's all be honest. So like, uh, <laughs> um, why else are you siding with the Nazis of the game? Um, <laughs> but like, I genuinely I like uh, I'm joking aside. I do think that it is really interesting to like to to put them in this position of like, how do you answer for the things that. That you have done, we get a little bit of it. I I don't know if you get any of it in Black Eagles, honestly. We get a little bit of it in Blue Lions, I think, where Dimitri's just like, yeah, I guess I just have to live with the fact that I was like a murder machine for five years. Mm. But this feels a little bit more nuanced, and obviously, I, as I talked about ad nauseum in season one like I had a lot of problems with this idea that like dimitri's need for vengeance and his violent nature were conflated with mental illness which yeah. i thought was like uh, handled in a messy way a big um yeah. yeah that that has not sort of happened at all so far I'm hoping that they stay away from it because I I don't necessarily I'm like just don't just don't try just don't try to <laughs> Don't try to fix that one. Just stay staying away from it is the best thing you can do, I think, at this point. Yeah. But this is sort of what I always wanted was when you strip that away and like the inherent complications of, you know, layering a mental illness uh, narrative on top of what could be on its own just a very interesting story about like a complicated person who has this like desire for revenge, Um, Mm -hmm. like it feels like we're getting not exactly that, but like we're we're still getting to see Dimitri grapple with like, I am inherently violent. And how much of that is my nature? How much of that is, you know, the context that I grew up in where it sort of feels like my duty? And I just I don't know. I, I was about to say I really hope they stick the landing, but I. If the writing is this good already, I have a lot of faith uh, that wherever this goes is going to be satisfying, even if it, you know, is complicated and messy, like it will be in a good narratively compelling way. I think I also really am interested because I as soon as I finish Blue Lions, I'm going to do a Golden Deer run I'm really interested to see what they do with Claude, because in the original game, Claude is kind of like the unproblematic fave. And I just really want to know. I don't feel like they're going to let him get out unscathed. And I'm really interested to Hmm. see how that goes.
0: I kind of hope not, because, yeah, like in the base game, it's kind of just like hey Claude's cool and hot and he can solve most of the problems mm-hmm. in front of him like, like racism. And his
2: big secret is is that <laughs> yeah. he wants to solve racism <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. yeah and so like I, I mean that feels good to play through because you're like this is like a good guy mm-hmm. and yes. most of the deer are like people who I care about quite a bit. Stay over there Lorenz. But the rest <laughs> of them are, are pretty cool. Um, I love all yeah. my
2: deer equally <laughs> two hours earlier. I don't care for Lawrence.
0: <laughs> but yeah I, I I also hope that like there's a little bit more of grappling with like who he is and what he has to deal with and like I would I mean honestly I would love it if they just completely ditch Fodlin, like he's like let's stay here for a little while mm-hmm. and then they just spend like months in Almyra and him having to like grapple with who he is and yeah. what he's done and like yeah. his family and all that sort of stuff I'm sure that they will not do that but I, I still hope that like there's some sort of like connective tissue with like who who's Claude here and what is what is his role in all of this
2: yeah I mean I wouldn't put it past them to, to like hearing you say that I'm like oh that's how they're going to complicate it is like it's not going to be so much like oh he's like an anti-hero but uh, yeah. there is there's a really rich vein to mine of like Claude's identity and um and I you know hopefully if that's where they're going it's like well handled cuz there's a sure, lot of pitfalls yeah. they could probably mm-hmm. fall into mm-hmm. if um yeah. depending on you know how how that goes but yeah it would be a really interesting thing to to get into because the fact that Claude is biracial is like it's treated as his like weird secret that like is not it's like who cares cool dude (laughs) you can be biracial um like that is not a bad thing um Mm -hmm. but like really digging into like what does that mean for his identity and what does it mean for him as someone who like is kind of straddling these two nations that are inherently opposed to each other I think could be really really cool um so video game good video game
1: really good did did y'all have any supports you wanted to touch on at all I don't think so I
0: think the ones that I got were like kind of boilerplate
1: yeah yeah the rest the rest of mine are pretty like I got Bernadette's, Petra's and Monica's <laughs> and Monica's is really only interesting because I haven't ever talked to Monica. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, can, can we just, have we gotten any more of like the Monica and, and Edelgard relationship that she's
1: fully in love with Edelgard? Yeah, I can, I can happy quick, pride month. Yeah, I can, I can oh, quickly pop that. through her, uh, her, her support really quick. Uh, basically Shez is coming out of a meeting with Edelgard and Monica's like, Oh, how'd it go? Did like, you know what what did what did Edelgard say, and Shez is like, "Oh, you know, we kind of just talk like tactics and stuff. It's not really anything like super interesting and, and Monica's like, "Oh, yeah, but like there was like cake there, right, for everybody um and like i think like fresh <laughs> flowers were arranged around oh my god like, I Monica! Don't know. she's and, so and, bad and Whoa. and, and shessica's she's like yeah the cake was good did sorry did you want did you want a piece uh and <laughs> flowers i don't know maybe there were some white ones i don't really remember and Monica's just like <laughs> she says i i don't have any interest in your opinion i want to know what her, <laughs> her majesty thought of them
2: oh my god, god.
1: uh and then and then uh she's like oh i'm sorry i, I didn't ask or whatever i wasn't really paying attention to like how she thought I, th- I think she liked them i don't know i wasn't really paying attention and monica says you weren't Ugh, never mind i suppose i'll have to ask her myself oh i my just God. want to know what her majesty genuinely thought you were summoned by her majesty and granted the honor of giving her counsel oh then she, grac- she then she graciously offered you cake and you didn't even have the decency to watch her eat it honestly what is wrong <laughs> with you oh <Whoa. laughs>
2: And oh my god like, i'm
1: sorry that i let you down somehow but i don't really get what the big deal is do you want me to go ask her right now monica says no please don't if her majesty learns i was prying about such things i do not want to bother her with these trivialities forget i said this anything so and then uh just like catches on is like oh you did the cake and flowers right uh oh, so <laughs> yes. that's why you want to know how she acted <laughs> and monica said she ends off by saying yes okay just please not another word and she's like okay well i'll see you Oh, my God. So Monica is in love with Edelgard and I think it's really great. And I love it so much. That
2: is so good. I saw a meme that was like Hubert and Monica (laughs) sort of like arguing over Edelgard. Somebody I think it's like (laughs) a like a fan comic someone posted in the TWG Discord. And I oh, my God. That shit. is just really good shit. I I love the idea a that in canon Edelgard has like a little army of simp's following her around, <laughs> but b it almost feels like a commentary on the everyone's in love with Edelgard uh, point that I oh, yeah, like earlier, sure, yeah. um, uh, which
1: that is too much for me to actually hope.
2: But I I yeah. just love this. Um, it
1: it also kind of feels like um, what is it? Omega Force is that the is that the. Team, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, It seems like them being like, "Oh, well, everyone was upset that there weren't any like gay characters in three houses." But it's there were they were We're just possessed and changed into a different person. So we're gonna give you the gayest character. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for it. I love it. I'm. I'm really. I'm. I'm already trying my best to get them to end up together. I'm I barely know Monica and I'm in love with her. She's really she's honestly really good. She's the one who introduces you to volunteering and she's like, OK, well, it's time for you to do your part for the camp and for her majesty. So oh if you could head on over to the Hell shore, yeah. the, over to the chore window and, and grab your <laughs> chore ticket, um, we, can, we can get going. It's really, really good. It's I really, really that. good.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I think. The rest of my supports were also pretty road. I touched on the the Felix one, which is basically just like, you do care, don't you? <laughs> there's <laughs> there's a, a the Shez and Annette one. Um, it has what I can only assume is the music that they use for all the Raphael supports because oh uh, it's yeah. like it is not like the Raphael support music from uh the original game but it is like bouncy and like clearly bom, bom, meant bom, bom, for bom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is meant <laughs> Mus- for muscle music <laughs> you
0: know
2: <laughs> yes exactly yeah. um and, and clearly meant for like this is a comedic scene um <laughs> where uh Annette was singing a song that she hadn't finished the lyrics to and so she filled in these like like filler lyrics about um, a guy whose body was eighty percent horse. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, that level of detail is what we're getting.
0: I have to know what the twenty percent <laughs> human was. What so, part?
2: So the Chez interprets leg. as a yeah. horse with Hands. a human face, um, oh. which what? is horse. Oh no! And that is, and and uh, the issue is that Chez has uh she was like singing the song because it like was an earworm that got in her mm-hmm. head and then all the other mercenaries were like that's a good song can you teach oh, us the song as so she teaches it to them and that's like those weren't the the final lyrics i'm still working on it <laughs> uh-huh. uh so she's like totally horrified and so she's is like i'm i'm sorry i know that like it sucks when you're working on something and someone like shares it before you're done um so. why don't you finish lyrics and then sing the final version for everyone it's like such oh a good song God. that i'm sure that like they'll you know forget about the old one or whatever and <sighs> And I was like, that's a good idea. Wow. I just love, mm, love that. Incredible. There is also, uh, I got Chez and Sylvain's C support and bless this game. They're like, Sylvain's being a womanizer played out. Like we've, we've mined that, that vein enough. Okay. Um, they're really leaning into, I mean, he still says like, shit but um they're really leaning into the whole like okay we all know that sylvain is actually really smart so there's this whole thing about uh the fact that like chez has this sword that just like appears when they call it yeah and then like uh, you know can like disappear at will and sylvain's like i have like a billion questions about that sword <sighs> um <laughs> and like like basically grills them about it and Shes is like why are you so? curious about this and sylvain's like you know it would be i was just thinking it would be nice if there were more weapons like that like heroes' relics are you know powerful in a similar way but anyone without a crest like cannot use them but that doesn't seem to be an issue with swords like yours uh it seems like it's too bad we can't like make a second one and She's like, well, that's an interesting idea. Like, <laughs> mm. so I don't know if like that's where this is going, but I, I do appreciate like digging into this a little bit more and also just like getting to see Sylvain is like not a total fuck boy. But yeah, <laughs> I I'm really I'm glad I picked the Lions. Um, yeah. I was worried, but I'm happy to be back with my weird little fucked up family. Yeah. Yeah. we're All doing well.
0: Nice. Mm.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah. Nice. Oh, I also got the the do support and it's just um, he's like, I don't fully trust you yet, but Dimitri does. So nice. (laughs) And Shaz is like, fair enough.
1: Yeah. Very good. Very good.
2: I'll win you over eventually to do. Don't worry.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's late for you, AJ.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, It is (laughs) approaching midnight and a half. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, uh, unless either of you has anything else more to say about the video game, I think I, uh,
2: just to thank chase for uh, coming on with
1: us. Yes, yeah, So chase, fun to have you. Thank you so much. What, uh, uh tell, tell, tell the, the, the people out there where they can find you and, and, uh, should, should they want?
0: Sure. So, uh, first, yes, thank you for having me. This has been a blast and a half. I super appreciate it. I love you guys' show. It's great. Uh, go, go asynchronous. No, actually go, go synchronous. There you go. Oh yeah. I've never been on asynchronous.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, that can be arranged.
0: Sure. Yes. Uh, I uh, make a podcast that I. we have mentioned here uh it's called video game podtimism and you can find it over at podtimism on twitter uh i think it's i think we're still on anchor so i think that's anchor.fm slash podtimism let's see that's that's mostly it i'm on twitter but like i don't really do a lot there (laughs) i kind of just hurl content into the void via podtimism and like, like certain things on my own twitter so if you're interested in any of that definitely go go on over to podtimism if you're very interested in what I like on Twitter, I think I'm just Chase be on Twitter. I don't even know.
1: I'm, I'm always checking likes, Chase, all, all day. It's
2: true. That's,
0: that's what I presume, but like I don't. I got I those don't.
2: notifications on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh Yeah, I want to uh, just say, listen to Poptimism.
1: It's a very, yeah. very Thanks. great show. Potimism is a great show. I've, I've heard about it for, for a, over a year uh, and only have recently gotten around to listen to it in the last few months. And I got to tell you, it's just a joy. Run, uh, don't walk. Run, don't walk to video game Potimism. Chase and David <laughs> love video games and they're good at talking about them. Uh, so if you want to hear more eloquent discussion of games, uh, <laughs> then I think, at least I'll speak for myself, that I will never be able to match. Uh, please uh, head over to Pottynism and, and uh, listen to Chase and David talk about it. Uh, if you want to follow this show, we're at Async Pod on Twitter. I am at AJ Folleri.
2: I am at oh Kimmy's. Uh
1: And uh, hey, Crossover scout out, yeah. To scout Scout Wilkinson for making our wonderful uh, cover art. If you like our cover art, you should go check out video game podtimism because Scout also made also yeah also yeah, that one too. Art. Also extremely good. Uh, if you want to get a commission, Scout might still have a couple open, so you should check mm-hmm. out her Kofi page, which is linked in the show notes uh, and if not you can just uh, contribute monthly or just a single time just any any you know any any kind of financial support that you'd like to throw Scouts way I think you should because her art is good it is Extremely uh, and good. speaking of good art and commissions Amarantham uh, wrote our theme music and is also currently taking commissions. So if you have a podcast or a video game or need some sound design done, uh, he also said that he does uh, copywriting as well, which is fun. Oh wow! Nice. Check out uh, check out Amaranth and check out Jake. That's that's his name. He makes great music, including the song you're hearing right now. He's also written all of the music that I used for uh, another podcast called 10 Very Big Books. It's incredibly good. It suits the vibe really well. He's incredibly talented and you should uh, work with him, I think. Other than that, if you want to join the worstgarbage.online discord, that Link to the worst dot online <laughs> is down there, where you can find all of the other shows on the network. Also, I want to say, because I, we don't really ever say it, thank you so much to the worst garbage uh, for having us yeah. on the network. It's a fun time. All that being said, Kim, do you have uh, uh, any final words for us? And if not, I was going to ask Chase for some video game wisdom. Oh yeah! Oh, oh my
2: god! <laughs> yeah,
1: I want some video game wisdom. But I was just going to say
2: that oh, Dimitri God.
1: quote again. Who cares? Yeah, Chase, do you have any video game wisdom? That's, this is uh, how, this <laughs> how episodes of video game optimism end as well, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I do. Um, <laughs> it's prepared, too. Oh, yeah, totally. It's uh, Let me pull up the Google yeah, Doc. Yeah, he's pulling
2: up his notes right now. He's r- sifting through a lot of papers.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, pulling out Google Drive. <laughs> asynchronous dot uh, video game wisdom. Um... <laughs> Uh, if okay, you're going to have a brother who has the same color hair that you do, mm-hmm. make him work out his forehead so he has abs on his forehead, too. Wow.
1: Really profound stuff. So true bestie I hope that helps <laughs> so, You know what I'm going to start doing A lot of squinting To, to work out my, mm-hmm. my, my My eyebrow abs Forehead crunches
0: Yeah, Forehead
1: crunches <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much For listening everybody uh, If this is something You liked actually Please let us know yeah. Give us a rate and review On Apple Podcasts Tell a friend uh and otherwise we'll see you for the next thing i don't know exactly when this episode's coming out so (laughs) not a clue (laughs) see you for the next episode of asynchronous whenever whenever that drops so see ya bye-bye
0: bye